Blog Talk Radio. I don't need you with a bad leg doing a Brent. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Hey, I'm here with Iron Mike Tyson. What did you think of the Royal Rumble match? What do you think of Stone Cold? Intense, man. Cold Stone is my man. He won. Gallows, Anderson, nerds. Yeah, we are driving. What's next for the Battle Club? Um... Well, I think Prince Devitt, or, uh... <laughs> World domination. There you go. I think Finn Balor's going to win the Elimination Chamber for one day. Mark Henry going right to Ahmed Johnson. And Mark Henry is handling the big Johnson with those clubbing tree-like arms. McMahon, I got a question for you. What's that? What's the name for the two bomb angels? Uh, unfortunately, I... I can't speak Japanese all that well. I mean, I might want a date later tonight, and I might want to approach one of these girls. What do I call them, a bomb angel? No, let's call the one in the ring pink and the one out on the apron. Let's call her red, I guess. Oh, that's real clever. Well, what else are you going to do? Pink in the ring, the pink angel. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the British Bulldog. I've got a history in Royal Rumbles, and tonight I'm going to remake history by winning this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm bizarre. This is WrestleCast Radio with your host, Ryan Cook. Three, four weeks in a row on SmackDown. The Bludgeon Brothers of the Usos would wrestle, and then they would cross paths with the next team would wrestle in the following match. Yeah. And now the Usos are wrestling the New Day. Did they forget? Like, once again, who doesn't read this stuff? That, oh. Oh, man. I'm so mad. And Alex Mello. You know, we're doing a last man standing match, a garage or uh, garbage can match, or, you know, <laughs> ambulance in a pole match. You know, like... <laughs> Can you escape death match? Like, are we even going to even get that showdown where Braun finally goes over? I think that's a bigger passing of the torch. Instead of Brock and Roman, it should be Brock and Strowman. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 73, WrestleCast. We're both in here. Alex is in the studio. Woo! Live from uh, not Chicago, but uh, definitely took a nice trip. And uh, let's just say I was all in uh, the, this past weekend in the city of Shy. I cannot wait to hear about it. Obviously, Alex was at World of Worlds Chicago the other night. We'll be talking about that at some point, probably during the beginning of the show here. Uh, middle of the show, best of Super Juniors. Everything's yes. out. We're talking A block, B block, predictions, who we think is going to win, what we want to see, and, I, and ultimately what, what we kind of are hoping to have happen for the victory. Like, I, I, think, I think a realistic pick and, a, and a, what we want, mm-hmm. because remember, Osprey gets the winner at Dominion. Oh, my God. So if we get to stack that card even more, I mean. <laughs> Talk about the real events of the summer. Uh, sorry, ECW Heatwave, but uh, Dominion is definitely taking over. <laughs> Obviously, the all-in press conference was over the weekend. We'll kind of just talk all-in. I mean, that's going to be right, off, right after break. we got to discuss that because that was the biggest event in, uh, you know, as we talked about last week, of the year. Again, something outside of the WWE uh, doing pretty big, big things, uh, something that hasn't been done in quite some time. Uh, so that's going to be awesome to talk about. Third fall, though, we got to bring up this. 
just what is this? The WWE Raw SmackDown. I mean, backlash was atrocious. Oh man. How do we fix this? As, as you kind of mentioned. Yeah, it's it, and, and I don't even know if we we can provide a solution, even though it seems like you know every now and then uh, the the writers do listen to WrestleCast <laughs> Radio and, and kind of take the bits uh, the week after the show. But um, I mean, just kind of some generalizations, you know, especially with it being such an exciting time in professional wrestling right now that doesn't involve the WWE, um, a, a renaissance, if you will, of this great sport. So, yeah, this it's going to be tremendous. Maybe so, there's just afraid maybe they're you know be a star you know irony or not but <laughs> i you know ever since you mentioned that i got i got a couple ideas i got a couple thoughts in mind on on what the problem is some of them are going to be the obvious but a couple of them i think are just the general state of why they don't have superstars mm-hmm. and and i'm really excited to get into that so i'm actually in, in, excited to yeah. talk oh, yeah. WWE now yeah because that's what we're going to do uh, obviously, right after break, we'll have news and rumors, but all in will be the main thing. Uh, I know I teased last night an announcement. Uh, still can't make the announcement yet, but guys, trust me, we have a big announcement <laughs> coming soon. So we'll, we'll cue you in when when we're allowed. Uh, we apologize we can't do it yet, but, you know, it's 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 interesting. Like you mentioned, this this renaissance with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. I I cannot wait because all in is going to be ridiculous. We're all in. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm all in. I, I've been baptized in the lovingness that is is professional wrestling. Again, not something out of out of Stamford, Connecticut, but just you know my eyes have have been open. You know I've been ignorant many many a decade <laughs> um, on this scene, and uh, I, oh my God, it's it's an exciting time. Buckle up, everybody. You know who else is all in? FML Solutions. Yes, yes, they are. They're all in with the deer stand, and Alex is going to slightly alter his voice for you guys. But he's still going to tell you <laughs> exactly why you need to get all up in that FML Solutions. Get your deer stand. Yeah. We're coming back at you. WrestleCast, excuse me, we'll return. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher. 
Google Play Radio, tune in at more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Have you had enough of the core? Fortune core. Fortune what about core. imagine? So, what would be your your four out of fortune core if you had to merge? Fortune both groups? core. If you had to merge both groups, who would who would your four be? Um, Including a, a manager. Uh, Desmond Wolf. Ooh. Ezekiel Jackson. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beer money and Bobby, or beer money and uh, Ric Flair be the manager. Ric Flair be the manager. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, I would go. I went from being a joke to actually like trying. I would do Barrett just because I think he could fit that oh, swag cool. so well. A Slater could be your worker, but also your pin guy. Um, and then yeah, I, I would go rude, and you gotta go AJ. My God, AJ. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex is, is slowly just. I'm using Paul guy now. I, I, like man, I love it. He's, he's like, you gotta have your pin guy. Oh my god, he's getting the booking. That's why you make some of these teams. You gotta have the guy who gets pinned. Again, I, I I feel baptized in the wonderness that is you know outside of the universe, if you will. So before I continue to go through this bullcrap of uh of of news and rumors that I guess I really don't care about. Let's just talk about all this this weekend. Okay. Um, all in. Tickets went on sale Sunday at 3 o'clock. They did, yes. 
29 minutes and 36 seconds, the venue sold out. This is the first person not named Vince McMahon to run a 10,000-seat venue in almost 20 years, and they sold it out. In less time than I would say almost anything. Oh, it's it's incredible. I mean, obviously, Mania is a bigger monster by, by many, many, many numbers, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, look at as I talked last week. New Japan's, you know, they're they're. It's hard for them to sell out this ten thousand seat arena that they're going to run in two months out at the Cow Palace, you know. And then for them, you know, they they just you know kind of thought they with the success of Strong Style Evolved as well as the G One Special last year, they thought it was a slam dunk. I don't know if it's just due to timing from the last couple of months or I'll what. I'll say this. Let don't let me forget that because I'm glad you brought this up and I wanted to talk about this. Mm-hmm. After we talk the all-in in Chicago thing, okay. that'll be a nice transition. But whether we do it now or but I would say the Japan. excitement for sure, and then especially when you announce the Rainmaker. I oh, mean, kind God. of being there months in advance, you know, a month or so Those guys in are advance. Be there. I mean, Ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got Omega. I mean, they they definitely are all in with you know making this an exciting thing, and then you have Starcast. You know, a a, a four-day convention for us Marks and Marquettes, which works, you know, tremendously to our outline. We're then, we're not shelling out thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars for something that we're going to be disappointed in. The the place is going to be hopping. It's going to be, if it's anything like that 2,000, you know, plus uh, seats that I saw this past weekend at the Odium, um, it's it's going to be insane. It's going to be WrestleMania level. I can't wait. I can't wait. You, you, you got to look at the fact of, they're doing this because they, you know, they want to put on the best wrestling show they can possibly mm-hmm. have. So we're going to get quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to happen. And I mean, no, I was I was fortunate enough to go to Pro Wrestling Tees. You know, finally, you know, going. It was like my my sanctuary. It was Nirvana walking. <laughs> like, whoa! Even though it's literally the size of this room, but still, it's very cool. You're thinking of you know, you see the door with all the signatures. Like I was in awe of that. You know, you just see all the cool stuff. Um, you know, got to sneak. You know, not sneak, but you know, take a peek of where they were ha- holding the press conference the next day. Um, and the aura of that, and people were standing outside at 11 o'clock that night, just for, you know, to go to, you know, be one of the lucky 50, uh, to attend that press conference. And, um, that excitement to, you know, arriving to the odium on, on Sunday night there, um, just everybody chanting all in, just waiting to get into the building. Like we got there with 30 minutes before the show was going to start. And the, there were people around the building still waiting to get in <laughs> when doors open like 30 minutes before that. But everyone's just, just so jazzed again, all in. I mean, Cody, the Bucks, everyone behind us. But let's be real. Thank you, Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and people call out Meltzer about it. People said, you know, well, they did it. They did it. They did it. And he's like, well, schematics. I mean, if you really want to say that, it it wasn't right away. Like I said, it was a year later. But he's like, that's not what we should be talking about. We should be praising this. Correct. Yeah. You know. So I, I agree with Meltzer, but I also think it was a little cop out of Meltzer. Yeah. But you do know, you think this was a work? No. A whole time. No. <laughs> like to generate something. I mean, why not? I mean, it's it's something like the old days of wrestling, the territory days, which we're seeing. You know, kind of a. Again, a, a, a new beginning. But is this something? Is this, I don't. I don't see them working, doing a work. I well, no, not. But I'm saying, like, once you know that tweet was pronounced, you know, and then maybe they had to sit down and said, well, if we make this a thing, you know, if we have this as a beef and a challenge, 
then yes, let's keep building the Twitter sphere, you know, the the show, the B and the elites to generate more interest, more buzz, you know, I, to get people more hype. I think it was I think it was out of spite, like screw yeah. you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they you know, and, and it's interesting, we talked about it way back when, you know, last summer I was scrolling through the episodes. I went through the entire archive hmm. and I was listening to bits and pieces of other shows and getting all the guests we've ever had in sportscast and blah blah blah. And, you know, we talked about it and said, can they feasibly do this? Mm-hmm. And we both questioned and we're like, look, I don't know. You know, and, and you know, one thing you had said was, it, I think it's going to be extremely hard to do this being, you know, an independent company. And then mm-hmm. I, and I challenged and said, if they do 7,000 people, then I think it's a failure, yeah. which is probably what the number might be. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. Yeah. Because this, this was gone. We, so I, I, I logged on it. Three o'clock on the dot to get tickets. I clicked ring. It gave me. It said mm-hmm. ringside. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I clicked ringside instead of best available. I was okay. like, Oh my god, we're getting ringside. <laughs> and then I was like, Sorry, those tickets are not available. Crap. <laughs> I hit refresh and then I clicked best available ticket. We got section one sixteen. Yeah. Uh, row fifteen. We're dead center. I was like, Okay, fine. That's great. It's, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I talked to Michael Whitlow from Pippin Ain't Easy friend of the show you know he oh, yeah. he might come to japan with us for for <laughs> wrestle kingdom by 3 30 he couldn't buy a ticket wow one ticket by himself yeah wrestlecast radio's uh contributor dave ritter uh you know was it was kind of the same boat he said he had to hit refresh you know he was in the virtual waiting room for for about a second or so until finally he was able to get you know tickets as well so uh not the number that he wanted but you know he ended up getting two <laughs> tickets so you know unfortunately someone's uh, out of the equation there but no this again just the buzz of of all this i mean it, it definitely helps but let's be real you know cody we've all you know in the beginning we're like okay what's this you know he just hadn't found that character yet but you know since you know, especially in my eyes, since Russell Kingdom, the match with Ibushi, um, you know, he's, he's gained that confidence, that swagger. He's, he's found what and who the American Nightmare is. And I think that has resonated in, in the audience's eyes mm-hmm. where we're like, okay, you're not just it's the guy the leaving the E. When and the Bullet Club, too, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the Civil War started, has been great for it. When he first started, he was wearing like this, this odd fur leather coat. Mm-hmm. And he had the one wrist tape and he had the dark hair. Yeah. And he was a baby face high-fiving everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And then when he finally went heel, got together with the Bucks mm-hmm. and started doing the Bullet Club, when he showed up almost at the Wrestle Kingdom against Juice mm-hmm. the year before that, it wasn't as good as you mentioned with the Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. but it was the start. Yeah. yeah. And that was the turning point where we saw this guy who... You know, everyone, why is he getting booked? People were not happy he was getting booked. People were mad he was in the Bullet Club, but then they just kept on, and they kept on. Mm -hmm. And they slowly gave Cody more power every month within the Bullet Club, Hmm. kind of just like they did with Kenny Omega, where he just came in as the junior, slowly but surely became and took over and and started as ascending. It was the same thing with Cody. And look what it became. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is... Has taken the reins, uh, yeah, pun intended, uh, well over, um, I mean, tremendously. The the biggest act, you know, of course, alongside, as a whole with the Bullet Club, but my God, he was over uh, as well as he should be. Um, just the, the thank you, you know, Cody, for, for all of that was, mm-hmm. was just amazing to chant. And, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing for, for what him, the Bucks, and everyone 
you know, kind of involved just to pull this off, make it successful, to make it a fan-orientated event. Um, I mean, if, if they do this on a yearly basis, I mean, just think of how big it can get. You know, the quality is going to be there. I, I kind of liken this to the first one-night stand. Yeah. That's a good where it's essentially, you know, you're like, okay, this is cool. You know, we know people here. You don't know what the matches are yet. Only one match announced so far, which I think is actually going to be a really fun match, um, where I'm just like, it's you don't know what you're going to get, but you know it's going to be the most talked about and probably the best thing we see outside of Japan. And, and oh, yeah, we get New Japan along <laughs> with it. Well, here's the cool thing, too, is they did this, and they did it the way that they wanted to, and you can't you can't see anything about them. Yeah. They, they announced it wasn't rushed, which was good. Like, yeah. they, well, not only that, but they announced the talent, mm-hmm. but they didn't announce anything. Yeah. They gave us no card. They gave us nothing. They didn't bring any. Yes, they brought in Okada. Yeah. You know, which is a working partner. Yeah. But they didn't announce Mysterio until the very end. You yeah. know, they didn't do anything too crazy because they wanted to prove that they could sell this thing out. Mm-hmm. They did it without a card. Yeah. And now we may see a card start coming out because they go, Ooh. all right, well, we already sold out, so let's give the fans a card yeah. now. So that's that's where I look at that. Um, Rich Krejci from uh, Voices of Wrestling. Uh, was invited actually by Cody Rhodes to it. it got media, and he there, if you if you subscribe to their Patreon, their five dollars tier, there's a, a about a twenty minute interview with Cody after the press conference. Oh, nice! And he asked him, does CM Punk have any involvement because of the August thirty first signing? Mm-hmm. And he said, look, when I got to OVW, CM Punk was the longest tenured guy who wasn't even being booked yet. He took to me when he should have been mean to me because I was this new green guy, and I'll never forget that. You never forget. It's like the Bucks yeah. with Okada. Yeah. They never, or Okada never forgot that. And you know, he said, "I didn't. I, I'm not advertising Punk. I don't want to. I don't want to do yeah. that yeah. because I don't want to sell it out with Punk. I want us to sell this out. Mm-hmm. If I if I say CM Punk's going to be there, that that tarnishes." us selling yeah. 10,000 tickets. And he's not even going to be there. He's going to be at Pro Wrestling Tees. So, I mean, that's even the best but thing. Let me let me pose this question to you. In June or July, whenever it is, mm-hmm. what if Punk loses his next UFC fight? Oof. And what if, what if after losing two in a row, they're not going to give him another one? I think even if he wins his next UFC fight, I mean, why couldn't he? Because he's not a contract. Uh, they don't do the per fight kind of contract in the octagon. There? I think he signed for like a certain number. Oh, okay, but, okay. But think of this: if he loses his fight, I don't want to cheer against him. Yeah. But if he loses this fight and he's got nothing else to do, <sighs> who's to say CM Punk now? That because now they've already sold it. Yeah. So everything they do from here on out is extra. Mm-hmm. They don't need to go. Well, we only sold five thousand tickets. Here's yeah. CM Punk. They're going, all right, everyone, you already bought everything. Now we're going to give you some stuff. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I to me and I'm I'm a huge punk mark. I've I've you know, seen a lot of his stuff live. I went to purposely, you know, got great seats to go see him and see that money in the bank in mm-hmm. Chicago. Um in that classic encounter. Um but to me I I don't need for him to come out on Sunday. If he was just a spectator, I think even that would warrant, you know, it would overshadow what's going on in the ring. But to be honest, I don't even think the audience, I mean, there were maybe a seldom a few CM Punk chants on Sunday night, but it was just basically, you know, F 
you know, who his opponent was, Mike Jackson. You know, that was the, the chant at the end there. But I, I don't think it needs or it warrants. I think it's it's good to have that pro wrestling tease thing because, you know, it's, hey, welcome back to the community that, yeah. you know, you quote unquote, you know, took a took a step back from yeah. and, you know, just kind of, you know, started growing your own way. But as cool as it is, it, it doesn't need it. What if I say to you the main event of this show is CM Punk and Kenny, Kenny Omega? Omega? Then I would <laughs> be like every child in the 50s. Everything the I just said is gone. No, I mean, uh, that would be great, obviously. But, uh, you know, give me... Give me Golden Lovers Bucks too. You know, something yeah. like that. I, you know, I, I I'd rather see something you know along along those well, lines. And that's what interests me is because I wonder what the Bucks are going to do now because their matches they can't do their match. Yeah. They they were the first match that they had booked. Mm-hmm. And it, and they can't do it. Yeah. Because because of the the WWE signing with Candice LeRae now. Yes. Yeah. So now the Bucks have a clean slate. So now now's where I'm starting to wonder. What do they do for? What does Okada do? <laughs> That's like, what do you do with Kazuchika Okada? And, you know, and that was the guy they they mentioned by name. Cody mentioned by name in that in that little mm-hmm. backstage interview. As he said, I'm grateful for Ring of Honor and New Japan al- allowing us to to use the talent stuff. He's like, that's why we're able to give you Okada. That was our main goal. Yeah. The sounds of it all, literally from the Bucks and and Cody. I'm assuming because the Bucks friendship with them, mm-hmm. but their number one target sounded like Okada. So yeah. he may main event this show. Um, they, and they're not stupid. They and know what kind of a draw he is. I mean, as much as we wouldn't poo-poo over it, I mean, you could do. But, I mean, they're going to face each other in June. I mean, him and Omega in 90 minutes or 90 minutes well, plus. Last year they wrestled in June at Dominion, then they wrestled in a G1. That's true. So it was two months apart. No one would complain. <laughs> I, I don't know. So since you are the, the, uh, the, the president of the, uh, the Okada fan club, who would you like to see Okada face oh at all? In? Do you think they pull in someone? Do you think they do a tag match? Him, you know, and, and Osprey battle the Bucks? Or, you know, him and Ishii battle the Bucks? What do you foresee? If I'm booking Okada, I'm doing nothing but a one-on-one One-on-one? You know, as I said with the Tanahashi thing, <laughs> you, know, you know, if 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 he had his worker shoes on from his giant year plus title reign, yeah, I would love to see a twenty minute match between Okada and Jay Lethal. Ooh, boy, would that be good! Ooh, if Lethal had his working boots on, ready to rock and roll. Now, I'm not gonna lie. If we got Kenny Kazuchika five, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Whoops. Right, give me a refund. Yeah, that's like, all right, guys, we're, we don't know what to do, so we're just going to give you Flair Steamboat again. Oh, <laughs> darn. darn. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there, there's worse things that could happen in wrestling. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Are you, are you looking up the talent? That's yeah, yeah. My thing, too, is, um, I mean, is Mysterio past his prime? Rey Mysterio is would be fun against show? Okada, but the problem is, See, Ray works a certain kind of match nowadays, and Okada is going to work to anybody's style, and he's going to make them look good. Mm-hmm. But we know the kind of spots. Now, that's not to say it couldn't be good. Those matches back in the day between Edge and Ray Mysterio and Jericho and Ray Mysterio were tremendous. Mm-hmm. That's what this leads me to. Is who's to say that Jericho doesn't somehow weasel his way onto this show? 
What if you got Okada Jericho? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, you're already going to have him versus, you know, you had him Omega, him and Naito, you know, in a few weeks here. Why not top the cherry I mean, right before the cruise? I mean, and then you get Jericho, Omega, you know, two on, on a boat. I mean, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, obviously, do you think they're going to tag? I mean, so I they think, might be. I think the, uh, the I think they go by the Dojo Bros. No, not the Dojo Bros. Dojo um, Bros. I can't remember what Phoenix and Pentagon call themselves. Um, another thing I, I thought of. Uh, the Lucha of course, Bros. Might, might, <laughs> I can't remember what it, Regardless, they should wrestle the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, yeah. Oh, my God. The Young Bucks would get murdered. Um, which would be, God, the cells. <laughs> um, my, and, you know, we're talking after the press conference, of course, Flip Gordon going through a table uh, via Hangman Page and the villain of Marty Skrull. You just answered the question. Well, I'll see what's So, But then my thing was, I was like, okay, you got Flip, and then, hey, they announced Rey Mysterio. You could do a tag match, you know, Marty Skrull, you know, battling Rey. You got the juniors, and you got a Hangman and Flip. And then you were like, well, why don't they do Skrull and Rey Mysterio? Oh, that would be cool, be but cool. the tag match, you know, you kind of... I could see Skrull and Flip, too. Yes, yes. Um, but then, after... Enjoy Ryan. And spoiler alerts, after the tapings from this past week, I think your money match, because this has been building for over a year, hashtag dive, you settle the score finally. You get Bully Ray battling Flip Gordon. Yeah. I think that, that would, be, would cool. be a marquee match that people would eat up. Bully Ray could be Bully Ray that we know and love. Antagonize the crowd, the old ECW Bubba, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley there. I, uh, and Versus, you know, Flip Gordon. He could be the Daniel Bryan, the, yeah. the, the underdog, you know, him against the authority. That's yeah. the authority storyline we want and need. I think that's the match I want to see Flip Gordon. Of course, book flip first. Into the, yeah. to the all-in. If you if you don't book flip, uh, you can't get it. I just see. I can see because of that press conference, they do the 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 scroll the scroll flip thing. Mm-hmm. The reason I say Adam Page Joey Ryan is because of the the being the lead episode where he dumped the piss all over oh. Adam Page. <laughs> but there's a guy right there. Why don't you book Adam Page against Okada? Yeah, that's a good cat. I mean. That's a good uh, catapult for him. I mean, he's already having a hell of a 2018. You're putting him in there with, you know, top talent already. The best way to judge someone is to put him against the cream of the crop. And I mean, there's no one better in, in professional wrestling right now. Matt Cross is now on there. Yep, yep. What do you, what do, you do with Joey Janela? You have him take on Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janela, I mean, maybe him and Lethal. Yeah. You know, maybe you do a mixed tag, you know, him and his lady versus Lethal and, you know, maybe Tessa. Yeah. Do something along those lines there. Because then you just do Chelsea Green against Bianca Belair, or what's her name, Bianca. That'd be tight. I Bianca. love Bianca Belair. That's not her. her no, Br- I know. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Awesome. Yeah, Britt Baker. Sorry, that's her name. Uh, Deanna per- I'm, I'm assuming Deanna Peraz. My guess is Deanna Peraz with Tessa Blanchard, uh, Chelsea Green, and Britt Baker do like a four-way. No, as my my guess with them. I don't. It just it's so hard. I don't know how they're gonna book this, and it, it, but it's intriguing. Yes, very very much so. Very very much. So. What if they book Okada against Stephen Amell? <laughs> then you better give me like a fifth of Jack. So <laughs> give me like, all right, we're gonna see him dive. Hashtag dive. Okada, Okada takes him into a uh, five star match. <laughs> But, um, of course, the – oh, also, uh, Billy Corgan and NWA 
um, are involved in the All In events as well. Uh, Billy Corgan, uh, one of the best comments I think I've ever read. Uh, did he just step uh, from a uh, 1950s uh, detective <laughs> noir? L.A. noir starting smashing both. Um, yeah, I mean, you got Nick Aldis, you know, battling Cody Rhodes, you know, hopefully for the NWA title, is, the only is. official match yeah, there. Ten, well, depending on if he beats uh, P.J. Black there. He'll so, beat him. Which, I mean, the core... He could be the fall guy. Hey, Justin Gabriel's had enough. <laughs> He's had enough. You know, I, and I like that, too, because now Cody's in a good big match, but now we know Cody's not main eventing. <laughs> sure, Flip is legitimately not happening. This isn't a bit I'm doing. <laughs> what if they really don't book him? Oh, my gosh. Like, it would be what? awesome if he wasn't booked, and then, you know, towards the end... He comes out, and then he's the one who lays out Cody Rhodes. Like I talked last week, I said, who's the next leader of the Bullet Club? Who is it going to be, Paige or Squirrel? Did they do anything with the Brandy Rhodes, Flip Gordon thing? They did not, but they did tease something else for a uh, big Ring of Honor match. Okay. Um, involving Bullet Club members. Okay. Which I'm very excited. They, they did a little promo exchange there, which is really tight. Because they, they've been doing the Flip Gordon with Brandy Rhodes mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So, I mean, look, All In is going to be... It's exciting. Ridiculous. I mean, there's... And I'm sure additional names will be, you know, announced coming soon. I, I just... I can't... And here's the thing, too, that they said is, as much as they, they want to, they're not booking a ton of more people. Because they don't want to book 40 people mm-hmm. and have 10 matches that are nice and short. They want every match yeah. to have time. Yeah. So, like, we're not going to be getting a bunch of five-minute two-star specials. Which, I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> we may get eight 20-minute matches. So, out of... Two, four, so, tentatively, 18 people, 19, I guess, with Mysterio, since he's and not then, on this And list. Nick Aldis isn't on there. So, 20. Who would be... Four more wrestlers you would like to see on this event. I'm not going to lie because we just kind of brought them up with CM Punk. CM Punk. Yep, I think Punk would be really cool. Um, I wish Neville could do it. Well, he's sent home. So. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm out of this. What thing. else has he got to lose? Reported backstage WWE reaction to all in selling out. What is this? Be a star, WWE. Apparently, they do not uh, care. They were talking about the greatest Royal Rumble Stock prices and some other. Some in WWE make fun of the Bullet Club because they sell a bunch of T-shirts but wrestle in front of small crowds. How come half of your card is Kenny Omega shirts? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. I, I sorry, I'm just reading some stuff here. Um, well, Rich Swan is going to be an impact. That was quick. Thought wow. he retired. Yeah, I was about to say I thought he retired. So I was gonna say you can get a job at the Hulk Hogan shop in uh, Florida. <laughs> um. So otherwise, so AJ. Wow. Now I'm just reading all this stuff. Now I'm getting way off topic. I apologize. I need to. I need to get my. Uh, I need to get focused. AJ Styles' theme song was originally written for Cowboy James Storm. <laughs> Like post NXT when he made his NXT. Yeah, it was, apparently Brian James set it on the table for three. Oh yuck! <laughs> That's why they're they're talking. I'm a Southern boy. Yeah, but so is AJ Styles. Ironically, right? it works perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yuck! That oh my god. Yuck! Yuck indeed. <laughs> um. So let's let's go into this now. 
You mentioned the Cow Palace thing. Bring yep. everyone up to speed with what you brought up with that. So, um, of course, New Japan ran a sold-out event uh, in a, a lower-tier um, arena. It was, it was still in Long Beach, wasn't it? It was at the the Walter Pyramid. Um, so, New Japan, of course, then announced um, the the event July 7th out in, in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. Um, what I read probably about a, a week or a week and a half ago... Tickets weren't selling as fast uh, to that event. So it was roughly about 4,000 or so kind of at that time, which, you know, the the Bucks and Cody uh, Sunday night said that that's what they thought that they would probably do within that first day. So they were very surprised, obviously, when it went under 30. Um, but, yeah, New Japan ticket sales uh, not going um, as planned. Do you think possibly with this show just about a little over uh, a month and a half, over the Cow Palace show, do you think that that could have affected the slow ticket sales? You know, people determining which one to put their stock, their money in. So, so here's here's kind of what what I think of this, and this is where I'm gonna come. Yeah, yeah, Omega's doing uh, it's what? a video game convention, and he's gonna run a it's a fighting game championships in Orlando. Okay, and he's gonna he got permission to do a New Japan show there as well. So. If you look at this in the span of wow. now until July, if you want to go to till September, you can see New Japan about five different times. Mm-hmm. So I think that hurts the luster. You got it at Walter Pyramid, you got it at ROH, you get it at All In, you get it at Kenny Omega's thing. Yep. Um, you know who knows what happens with the cruise that there's at New Japan. Guys. So a lot, a lot. It's not. It's it's openly exposed. Yes. But yep. let me let me challenge this challenge you with this, and I'm going to flip it. Where I don't think this is a bad thing, and I think they're actually overachieving. Okay. So now, Cow Palace, the 10,000 seat venue. Uh, Cody made a joke that we were looking at a, another venue that uh, New Japan decided to use, and they everyone laughed. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> so, if if I were if you were in New Japan right now, okay, and you just you decided to book the Cow Palace, you've only sold 4,000 tickets, but you haven't announced one oh, wrestler. Mm-hmm. You haven't announced one match. You have a blank canvas, and you haven't done anything, and you've already sold half your building. Gotcha. Yeah. And you have announced nothing. So he, I think people got to realize that New Japan is considering these American shows part of their part of their um, you know their main lore that mm-hmm. they actually mean something with these tickets. Yes. And. Yeah, like so. I know people like think that. So that's wrong. You know, yeah. Like, like if if it's being part, if if U.S. is being considered part of New Japan, well, New Japan tradition is you don't announce things until you're done. Yeah. That means we're not going to get anything announced till Dominion's done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so if you look at this, once Dominion's booked. Mm-hmm. Then we probably see matches and and things, but you can't go and announce so and so as a champion because it hasn't happened yet. True, true. So I think people got to look at that aspect as of. I mean, it looks like all the important seats around ringside and everything has has pretty much sold. Wow, we could get pretty good seats there. <laughs> WrestleCast is going to San Francisco. <laughs> so, but if you think about it. You know, you haven't announced anything, so you can't really say anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing a lot of people got to look at, is that they did almost half of the venue without announcing anything. 
God, what if they do Jericho Okada? Oh, no. they can't. Yeah, Okada. What if there. Jericho beats Naito and they do the rematch here for the IC title? Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quick turnaround, but it's something that's needed because Jericho obviously doesn't need mm-hmm. the title. Or, again, maybe you do something different. You throw in, you know, a Juice Robinson or something along those lines if he's still not. Well, he's, no, he's not chasing the, uh, the Open anymore. Thanks, Elgin. <laughs> so, I mean, right then and there, there's things you can you can easily do. Yeah. That people are gonna look at. The other thing is, do you know the ticket prices for these things? Like it's like two hundred and ringside was three fifty. Oh Jesus! They have already accrued over a five hundred thousand dollar gate. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I don't think anything's wrong. Yeah. You sold half your venue, made half a million dollars, and you haven't even announced one talent. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's that's a nice aspect. To that, so I mean, like you said, probably once uh, Dominion is over within about a little under a month here, you know, it, oh it, it looks like it should be good. Wow, we're looking at our seats since WrestleCast will be all in. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn amazing. So, you know, that's, that's where I look at, you know, I don't think it's that bad as people say. Mm-hmm. Because if you sold half your venue without even announcing one talent. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I think they're okay, but if, so to try to ease the pain of the alarming that it is, you know what I mean. By the way, I'm ordering that <laughs> the Funko set. Funko, yeah. I gotta get those four. So I mean, very valid point. Like you said, nothing announced. You know, they they pretty much sold probably what what Strong Style evolved did out the gate. You know, within a couple of hours. Yeah, four so, thousand yeah. seats. You know. So yeah, once they announce, you know, kind of something in the upcoming weeks, it'll be. Something wow, Steen versus Nigel McGuinness with that hair, bruh. <laughs> um, so I mean, I guess other than that, where do you, you know, what else? Anything kind of pop into your mind or interest you that has kind of happened? Um, I, I guess the only thing, you know, of course, uh, as much as we like to rag on Big Cass and, you know, the, his previous incarnation, it, uh, tag team, um, of course, him catching some heat over that that little Daniel Bryan thing, which kind of affected that that match, you know, that he had with him on Sunday over at Backlash there two weeks ago. Um, but then, you know, kind of him not appearing on SmackDown and him kind of being MIA. I mean, what do you what do you think on on that aspect? That you know, maybe are they just giving him a cool off, or do you think they might rush the the Miz? Well, maybe not. I think they'll go back different. to it. Yeah. I, I it would be that July pay per view. Yeah, yeah, I I will say though, like okay, so so they didn't like him, you know, grounded pound punching the crap out of a midget. I get that, mm-hmm. but you know, spoiler alert, then they you know then they have Daniel Bryan lose clean on SmackDown, which is really confusing. What really? Yeah, he lost, it, Rusev beat him in a qualifier. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah obviously today isn't or is happening right now, but so I guess what kind of. What kind of threw me for a loop is if if that was supposed to be Big Cass costing him the match, because mm-hmm. Big Cass is posting on Twitter that he's the one that, uh, you know, he's, he's oh, I, I, I'm the reason whether I was there or not. Why do you have him just lose clean? Because then you hurt Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we're going to get to the WWE booking <laughs> awfully, but like that just didn't make any sense to me. If you're... Yeah. That match, though, was loaded to begin with. It was, I don't think it hurts him or affects him in either way. Um, yeah. But I, I think people are going to get annoyed if it, it continues to be booked that way, I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, at least he got the clean win at Backlash, I, I suppose. Because, again, we're all looking forward to, hopefully, that, that SummerSlam co-main event. That's what we're, you know, that's what we're waiting for. That's the match where we know it's going to be good, especially with the Miz's, you know, ring work over the last couple of weeks that we've seen on, on TV and especially at Backlash. Um, hell, even the greatest Royal Rumble uh, ladder match there. So, um, also, shout out to Jim Cornette for giving a shout out. Look. To the Bucks and Cody there. I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to say it one more time. Dana Bryan has been back for about 45 days. He has laid on the floor for half of his <laughs> He laid in the ring for 76 minutes and did nothing but get his ass kicked by Roderick Strong at the Greatest Royal Rumble. He beats Big Kaz clean in a short match, and then he... Gets jumped so he can't wrestle on SmackDown and then jobs clean on to a guy that's not getting pushed on SmackDown. Still waiting for the renaissance. Um, it could happen. Or on Saturday, September 1st, ah, they go. decide, you know what, we're going to break the contract a few hours early. And uh, Kenny Omega's in the ring talking, and then you hear the American Dragon theme. You hear, <laughs> which, by the way, I'm going to bring streamers on September because I didn't know you could just bring that. And that was <laughs> awesome to see every match, like every pre-match. That was so dope. I want Omega Punk and Okada Danielson. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I want. That's what I want. You gave me a Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, I made you... I, I can't say what that means. We're going to take our next commercial break. <laughs> we come back. New Japan Pro Wrestling coming at you. We're talking bats and the Super Juniors. Alex is also going to break down where the world's WrestleCast Radio. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B and hear Minnesota talent. At 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust us the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath, regain my pocket, check my feet when I'm walking, see if it I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm, I'm, and I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh my. 
Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jistra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, rockets, pokes, sports, basketball, yes, yes, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Gotcha. That song was for Demetrius because we all know how much he loves the new Will Ospreay theme. Demetrius was, was good. elevated. It was good seeing you Sunday, uh, Demetrius. God bless. You took some good bumps. <laughs> Did he, him and Liger wrestle the Briscoes? Uh, no, 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 no. God, no, because he would have been murdered. <laughs> so let's talk this War on the World shirt. War of the World show. Yes, uh, TV taping. Um, they they kind of did what was it a four day jaunt Toronto, Michigan. Did they hit New York? Lowell, Massachusetts. Lowell, Massachusetts. Yes, yes. Um, which uh, you know, again, those were on the the stream. They were on the Honor Club, which I did catch a little bit. Uh, where when my data wasn't going crazy of the uh, the Cody um, Hiromu match, uh, just because it kept wait, you're refreshing. What? Take that for data. <laughs> the Cody, <laughs> the Cody Hiromu match there, but um, you know, again, the, the excitement of, of everything from the tickets going on sale to you know, essentially um, uh, the the event, everyone was excited. You know, you're going, you're walking into the building, everyone's you know screaming all in, and then we you know we kick it off with um, there we go. Sorry, just getting my newts. <laughs> um, because there was a, a crap ton of matches in a good way because each match got their time. We walked in uh, with a, I believe it was a dark match, but uh, a team I know you're probably not favorite of, um, but the Beer City Bruiser and Brian Mal- Malonis. Brian Malonis? Uh, the bouncers, as they like to be called, <laughs> they could move for their side. Beer City Bruisers, you know, kind of, uh, I've been watching them a little bit more lately. Uh, but this Malonis character, uh, I saw him jump off the middle rope. Um, I saw him almost murder a man three times in three seconds. Um, uh, from splashes to leg drops to stink faces. Uh, these two were good. They were rough houses. These are, you know, you expect to go to the south and you enter a, a sketchy uh, club or bar. These are the guys you would see. They'd buy you a drink, but if anyone got in their way, they would knock your ass down. Uh, a fun match against, uh, I thought, was one half of Heavy Machinery. Um, it was the one that wasn't in the Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> no. It's only one was in the Greatest Royal Rumble. But, um, but no, it was, uh, it, was, it was a really cool, they had a really cool... Uh, finish there, uh, but of course, uh, Bruiser with the frog splash. 
off the top there. Uh, we got four Women of Honor matches, which, um, you know, again, they were each given time. Um, Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Emma, getting a great pop. Karen Q, by the way, um, was was awesome. She was playing to the crowd exceptionally, exceptionally well. Um, we got to see the dogs, uh, yeah. which, again, I, I, I thought it was two Enzo Amores. Uh, sorry to say his name on air, but uh, very much sounded like him, the swagger. You know, I was thinking, you know, when are they going to say, and you can't teach that. Um, so I don't know if it was a gimmick off of that, you know, if they're kind of making fun of that. Uh, but he got to see Jushin Thunder Liger uh, team up with Cheeseburger. But Jush, I mean, Liger was over. Um, obviously, uh, but the streamers, it was beautiful. He was paying, you know, the respects to the crowd and vice versa. Um, it was good to see, you know, for the first time ever, Liger. Have you seen him before? No. Oh my God. I've, <laughs> you, know, you know, last year, Mother's Day, we called my mom here. Oh yeah, that's right. Her, that's on right. her birthday. Yeah, on her birthday. Yeah, that's right. The one time. God, is she home right now? I seen Liger, and it was awesome. Um, the power bomb was great. The chest flaps were fantastic. Um, it was just a, a fun. We're uh, making a phone call. <laughs> uh, another woman of honor match that came up. Uh, the Sakai. Uh, Hold on, there, there's a phone. I'm, I'm actually really oh, making so a phone going. call. <laughs> This is gonna be Your beautiful. call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. I had to stop before it started giving their phone number. On but, uh, okay. Go ahead. But Jenny Rose um, <laughs> battled uh, Sumi Sakai. Jenny Rose brought it for sure again. It was uh, what, what I've noticed, too, was there wasn't really, you know, face versus heel, good versus bad. It was just two combatants going at it, you know, just trying to – not only went over the crowd, but to put on a, a great match. And isn't that what wrestling should be all about, Liger? Yeah. Liger! <laughs> um, no, I got, man. Yeah, no, yeah. I got. Uh, do you like, did you, like, cry when I sent those pictures with the mask? I'm like, I, oh, sad Jordan's Liger. like, he didn't answer you because he's pissed as hell. Sad he's going to call his mom again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to give Jordan the satisfaction and say anything. <laughs> But <laughs> I like Dan. But this was a, a competitive match. Um, you th- I honestly leaned over uh, again to WrestleCast Radio contributor uh, David Ritter and said, "Oh, this will be a squash." You know, she's the <laughs> champ. This and that. Oh, Jenny Rose took it to her. Um, there was a spot where uh, Sakai was on the apron, and, and Jenny Rose just goes and just pretty much like body tackles her, just falls off the apron a hard. Sakai does. You know, I'm like, oh my god, she's it's dead. Sakai's old. And then they, yeah, and then they wrestled like four more minutes after that of just intense action. Um, you know, kind of for what they got, it was it was definitely enjoyable. But uh, Rapungi 3K. Uh, taking on the Briscoes to me was was oh, good to God. see. Uh, Sans Rocky Romero, but I, I was so happy to see the Briscoes in person. It's just imagine if New Jack had their talent level. Uh, <laughs> that stable would have been amazing to see. Uh, but the Briscoes uh, just just awesome. Rapungi 3K. You thought you know they were going to be out of it, especially over the last couple of New Japan events they've had. You know we kind of noticed they're they're kind of uh, you know the rocket is not on them anymore. Mm-hmm. We kind of noticed them kind of being, you know, not lost in the shuffle, but just, you know, kind of pushed aside for a minute. But uh, they they were all 
all there. Um, you know, again, I thought this match was going to be over in about 10 minutes, but pleasantly <laughs> surprised when uh, Rapungi 3K almost pulled off the upset a few times there. Um, but the Briscoes uh, just looked dominant. Um, you know, it, it was good to see the J-Driller suplexes. Just, again, just insanity, murder, mayhem. Uh, Rapungi 3K getting the, um, again, just wonderful drop kicks. Hot tag action. It was it was great. Um, got to finally see a double. Um, you know the 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 uh, what is it the eater of of titles. Oh Austin, a double Aries. No, well, what's his gimmick? The the title collector or or yeah, whatnot. He, um, yeah, I can't really like his exact, but I know what you're talking. But about. him uh, getting a TV title uh, matchup against Silas Young, I noticed a lot of Scott Hall mannerisms, which hey isn't bad. But it reminded me again before he was Razor Ramon, you know that that cowboy gimmick. Just I'm going to beat your ass type of gimmick. Um, and and Silas Young, a big strapping gentleman. Uh, but again, he could move along in the ring. Him and Aries, I thought had a a fantastic match. Check this out when is on when it is on your TV. The World War of the Worlds event should probably span about two or three shows, I would say. Uh, but the Silas Young Austin Aries match had some interesting. The tidbits, um, I thought it was going to go one way uh, numerous times. Um, not going to say anything kind of, what, of what's going to happen in that match, but uh, uh, some interesting tidbits. Great wrestling overall, though. Uh, A-double, of course, getting, you know, hitting brain busters, hitting, you know, the, the chancery, all that, that good stuff. So who so. won? Do you want me to? You want yeah, me to yeah, I can't settle to watch oh. it. Uh, Austin Aries got the, uh, got the pin, of course, but that's because Kenny King came down. And kind of interfered, but then the ref uh, came out and said uh, Aries was disqualified. So Silas Young retains the title, good, even good though, um, yes, it was great because everyone's like, oh, you know, it was a huge pop. You know, he has the title. You're like, oh, he's holding, you know, the the eater of belts, if you will. Um, but then for that to come out, and then Kenny King, of course, trying to smooth things over, then he eats the brain buster um, <laughs> into the last chancery, which was awesome. We were we were at the St. Paul Armory. And we saw uh, the main event was Aries getting a title shot, and this was this was this was a while ago, obviously mm-hmm. like oh six maybe, um, but he faced Takeshi Morishima, who was the champion at the time, who, and he came in from Noah, and he hit the brainbuster in the four fifty combo, hmm. and Morishima got the foot on the rope at the last second, and the building went nuts. And then freaked out because they realized he kicked out. <laughs> and we couldn't see because we were in the second row. Yeah. Everyone in the first row jumped up and celebrating. So we didn't see Marishima put his foot on the rope. So we thought Aries won the time. I mean, it was one oh, of the greatest policies. Yeah, they, they, they definitely worked worked the crowd, but in, in a good way. Uh, ref Todd Sinclair, though, man. I haven't seen so much heat on anyone uh, since Hebner out in TNA or post the month. Because he looks like job. the boy in his blob. <laughs> But uh, everyone, man, just in between matches when he would get in the ring, booze and <laughs> F Todd and all that good stuff there. But hopefully Todd will be all in. Um, then they cut a promo uh, with Marty Skrull, the villain, and Cody. Um, again, kind of talking about what, what transpired with a couple of days uh, before that. And um, essentially, it will be Marty Skrull, the villain, taking on Cody Rhodes. Essentially, kind of for a title shot, you know, opportunity to see who will get that title shot. Is this because he super kicked Bernard the Bear, or was that later? Uh, That would be later, I believe. So, 
Um, but he also called Marty Skrull his subordinate, which, of course, Ooh. drew some heat. And Skrull's like, the difference between me and you is you have to voice that you're the best. And I just prove it in the ring. Uh. So it was really nice to kind of see those two, you know, kind of going at it. Of course, we teased the finger breaking. But, of course, he just, you know, let it go and ended that segment, which was awesome. Uh, we got, of course, you know, I would say one of the, the better matches of the night. Flip Gordon, Jonathan Gresham, which I was hyping yes. all weekend for. Yes. Uh, Gresham was great. He did a great You Can't See Me, which the audience ate up. Flip Gordon just being fantastic. Uh, a lot of people were impressed with, with his uh, performance as well as Gresham. Uh, but, of course, Gordon was the spotlight uh, for that match there. little flip music. <laughs> flip, flip. Book flip like there was he had a book flip shirt like people were chanting that I was that was pretty awesome uh you know leaps kicks drop kicks suplexes submission holds it's everything you want you know kind of in a a TV match um again something I've noticed with these matches too is as as I leaned over to Dave and said you know with that first TV taping. This was better than the last three months of, of Raws and SmackDowns. <laughs> I was like, they've told more stories in these matches than what the E can do in three weeks. And again, that's just a credible, you know, to the talent <laughs> of, of anything. And Gordon and Gresham told the story of, you know, one-upsmanship, which again, what happened to just that? But Gordon hit a wicked, like, um, eclipse, uh, ass cutter type of maneuver off the, the, the top rope there, which bugged the whole, you know, place out. And I was just like, how did you hit that? But, um, Gresham definitely getting, getting some respect there, uh, from, from the audience. But then we had Bully Ray come down. Um, and of course it does the whole, you know, Hey, I know we've had our differences, you know, but, you know, I respect you. I know what you've been through. And then he did the whole, you know, you're from Wyoming. My parents moved to Wyoming. And then they died. But, you know, our families are close together and I respect your service. You know, he's just playing it all well. And, I'm, you know, of course, you're like, oh, we all know what's going to happen. And then, of course, do you know who I am comes about. The place just pops. He goes hard on flip. And so that's when I was like, ding. If they don't do it for a Ring of Honor, you know, event, uh, that is the match hashtag dive that you want to do at All In because the audience will definitely eat that up. Uh, Kelly Klein uh, battling Deanna Perazzo. Deanna Perazzo. Great pops for both Kelly Klein. uh, Impressive uh, wrestler, that is for sure. Um, We didn't know if it was a street fight. I wasn't too uh, kept up with it. The uh, Deanna Perazzo just come came out in jeans and just started attacking. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening, but yeah, apparently she does not like her. Uh, but hard hitting, a lot of throwing into the barricades, a lot of spearing through the uh, through the, um, the the ringside area there. Uh, just just good intense matchup for for a woman's match, um, and you know whatever the the outcome, uh, a grudge match probably will be be shown, and I will I will pay for that. It was it was, it was pretty damn pretty damn nice there. Uh, we got uh, SoCal Uncensored coming out uh, to battle the Kingdom. Um, I'm impressed with the Kingdom. I know you're not a, a Taven yeah, fan. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like Matt Taven. They're, they're, I don't like TK Ryan. I don't like Vinny Marsilia. Yeah, but when he screams like a girl, it's so great. Uh, no, but it, it was a, a, a fun match. It was great to see Kazarian. It was great to see the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Um, Scorpio Sky, you know, of course, they were all getting their bleep in. Um <laughs> But uh, no, it was it, it was good to see uh, the kingdom. You know, again, they're you know sanity times you know two, 
you know, if you will. They're they're kind of what they're doing, but of course, I don't know who came first. But the characters, well, the, the mannerisms was was well. The there. kingdom started with Adam Cole, uh, Matt Taven, and Michael Bennett and Maria Kanellis. Ah. And was they, it always that weird? No, they they held up the four like the four horsemen. Okay. And if I remember, I think at one point they were even in chaos. What? I have to I have to confirm that. But uh, but of course, Scorpio Sky kind of doing the uh, the flip over the top rope onto the outside there, uh, kind of hitting everybody, which was really really cool there. Um, of course, uh, the the finish was a DQ on the Kingdom. Uh, when the chair, which the kingdom did not use, was found in the ring after, I believe it was Kazarian, uh, accidentally hit himself with the chair. Um, and, of course, the ref kind of called for, for the bell there. I uh, got to see uh, Chucky T, uh, who was way over, which was great to see, uh, defend against Kenny King, who was substituting for Jay Lethal uh, from kind of suffering an injury, I believe, a day or so before uh, the, the War of the Worlds event in Chicago. Uh, this was a great match. Again, the, the crowd was eating it up. Uh, hugs to all from both competitors Hugs, you know, during the match with these two And of course, uh, hugs at the end there um, With, with Chucky e. T getting the, the win over Kenny King uh, Shane Taylor, you know, kind of coming out with the shortest match Of the night there uh, Massive heat for him for sure um, But again, this was, you know, just a, a kind of a bathroom break You know, maybe go to the, the beer line to get one last thing Because of course what we all came for was the big 10-man <laughs> tag. Uh, L.I.J. battling the Bullet Club. Um, you know, this was something that didn't need any advertising, didn't need a storyline. It's just two factions going at it. Los Ingobernables de Japón, obviously, just with the – which I purchased one over at Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, L.I.J. with the Chicago Colors over the font there. I'll have to show you that before I leave, That's but it's, cool. uh, you could see a lot of people rocking that shirt at the event. A lot of LIJ memorabilia, of course, with bullet club, um, as well, but this was a match. No one, you know, we, we wanted to see their bleep in, which we did. And I think that's what people wanted to see, and we got it. We were just eating everything they were doing. Them looking at the crowd, we were eating. We knew Daryl was going to get murdered, and, <laughs> and, and he did. And it was just, it was beautiful. Daryl Jr., I should say. Uh, evil, my God, man. Everybody was just going nuts. Evil chance. I kind of felt bad for Sonata. He kind of got a little bit of love there, but not as much as uh, as everybody there. But, of course, um, the Melcher driver on Bushi, um, you know, to kind of take the pin. Right? Yep, yeah. yep. So uh, Nido was out of it a, a little bit, but of course Nido doing the Nido role. Uh, him and Cody kind of going at it, and then you know, kind of in the beginning of the match to kind of see who would take on who, and then just an interchangeable, you know, um, amount of action throughout the match, and uh, not not a cluster per se, but it, 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 it's not something you're watching for the wrestling. You're watching to see. Lij and Bullet Club in the ring, uh, or what I thought was cool, two people in the ring and the rest of the factions on each corner on the outside, just kind of chilling out. So that was that was really nice, nice there. But uh, a a fun match. Um, I don't know what they were setting up, but uh, Punishment Martinez kind of pulled Adam Page. Uh, I would say halfway uh, during the match, uh, kind of attacked him, brought him to the back. So we're all you know kind of saying, well, who's going to come out? This or that, but again, Nido was was kind of out for for majority of the match there. But um, uh, yeah, we I mean, again, everybody kind of got their spot in. It was great to see the Melter driver, you know, after that. And of course, when the cameras cut, uh, the Bucks and Cody 
um, you know, kind of given their their all in speech, if you will, the thank you to the to the audience and the crowd and and everyone there. And it was it was just such an amazing amazing night. You know, bringing up the CM Punk thing. You know, everyone was like, hey, you know, we we didn't need CM Punk. We don't, you know want to use his name to sell the event. Mm -hmm. So instead of a CM Punk chant, let's just do an F Mike Jackson chant. (laughs) And so we did, and everybody left happy. Um, I I had primo seats, middle, you know, kind of non-camera side there, uh, fifth row (laughs) up. Um, But I got to kind of run out as they were kind of running down, and then Cody Rhodes giving me a high five. Sorry, Cody giving me a high five, which I was like, this is amazing. So sorry, little Nate, uh, but, but Cody now has the, uh, I'm never going to wash my hand <laughs> type of thing. But overall a, a great event. A uh, couple of things I, I, I noticed, I would say it was a, probably about 60, 40 uh, male to female ratio. There are a lot of, of female fans rocking the merch 18 to 34 demographic. Again, more females than, than, than I definitely expected. So uh, Derek Fury should have a, a pretty good all-in weekend, I would yeah. say. Uh, bring your gears. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that, that, notice that. Um, uh, not a sellout at the Odium, a, a different arena than what I expected. Of course, all the old ECW events used to run from there. So I expected a rundown yeah. type of bingo hall, but it was a, a pretty good event. Very similar, a little smaller than the uh, the Sioux Falls Arena where I saw SmackDown last year. Um, but a, a, a nice-sized event. Again, no, it, it wasn't sold out. A lot of you know, kind of empty seats on the other side, on the TV side, no less. Um, but, uh, but otherwise, everybody just rocking, having a great time. Everyone's excited again. A, a, a resurgence, a renaissance of professional wrestling. When I hear from various people around, I, I heard one, uh, two guys having a conversation, saying, "You know what? I want to start getting into CMLL." And someone was like, "I want to start watching RevPro." Yeah. Like all this other stuff, all these other you know companies being discussed. And again, they're breaking barriers. It's it's territories, but now it's international. It's not the southern territory. It's not the east coast. It's not, you know, the Midwest. It's what's happening in Japan, what's happening in England, Australia now kind of getting that new Japan Japan rub, if you will, having that tour, you know, earlier this year. So it's, it's uh, again, I can't stress the excitement enough and me thinking, why do I watch the E? What's yeah. the point? You know, it's taken, me, <laughs> it's taken me until the day of the show to watch SmackDown two weeks in a row now. Oh, my gosh. And they have AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Carl Anderson. Yeah. Uh, do I see Carl? But it's in our blood. It's the nostalgic factor. It's the what if, the hope of, are they going to surprise us? And let's be real. We have been surprised years past, <laughs> months past. I'm going to say this. If Money in the Bank is a failure, like Backlash was, yeah. I'm going to take a month off from the E. I'm not kidding. Well, July is never good anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Battle Bash. I will probably stop at Money in the Bank and come back a couple weeks before SummerSlam and see if maybe I can get more into it then. And I'm going to devote time into wrestling I deserve. I'm I'm going to finish the, the Champion Carnival. I've heard it was really good. Okay. I think we that should be our mission is to try to finish that carnival and talk about it. Okay. Because I talked to some people who watch it and they're like, did you check out the carnival? And I said, oh, you know, me and my, me and my buddy, you know, the one that does the show. We watched, like, the first episode, and that was kind of it. And they're like, you missed some of the best matches oh of the year. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, is the new acquired new uh, junior guy in the tournament, or no? No, he was in Pro Wrestling Noah. Oh, he was in Noah. Yeah, okay, he was in okay. Noah. So uh, looking at chaos, there's been 28 people since 2009 when chaos started. Wow. Um, do you know who the original five? Or so there's one, two, three, four, five. Wait, two, four, six. There was nine founding members. How many of them can you name? Gato. Yep. Okada. Nope. Okada came in at 2012. 11. Okay, in 2012. So three years 09. later. Now, I'll say this. Goto? Uh, no, he came in in 2016 after he, if, he came in with Osprey. Like, oh, if you can't beat him, join him. There is four of these guys are still there in the, in the group. Yanu? Yep. Um, well, not that guy because he's too young. When you said Gato, you just Gato, yeah. There's an easy one when you say Gato. Go, oh, Jado? Yeah. Okay. But not Goto. Nope. A lot of vowels. Um. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, I'm gonna go 2009. Not. F- no, that was just a stupid guess. Um. I don't know. You got me. Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, I thought I said Ishii. Uh-uh. Oh. Yano, Jado, Ghetto, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, yeah. Duh. The uh, hat. Black the Tiger, who was in it for it looked like a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giant Bernard. Okay. Carl Anderson. Whoa. What? When they were bad intentions. Who, him and uh, Albert? Yep. Takashi Azuka before he defected to Suzuki-gun. And then uh, Nakamura, Jado, Gato, Ishii, and Yano. Nakamura was actually the leader up until mid-2016 until Okada then took it over. Did he, like, wipe him out? Did he take him out? No, because remember Nakamura left and went to the East? No, but I didn't know if they did an angle where he, no, like, he took him out. No, he just made a there. farewell show. They okay. all wore that. Um, so here's some of the other people that were in chaos. I was wrong about Beretta, or um, uh, Bennett and Taven and them, but Masato Tanaka... Was was the next member that joined? Tetsuya Naito was in there for a little bit wow. when they were uh, team no respect before he went wow. on another sabbatical. Uh, Yujiro Takahashi that was when he defected to Bullet Club. Uh, Rocky Romero, Davy Richards, Brian Kendrick, Hideo Saito unfortunately was in the group. Really? Do you know who Hideo Saito is? Captain New Japan, <laughs> Bone Soldier. <laughs> oh, uh, Yoshihashi came in with Okada, then Loki, uh, Alex Kozlov, Trent Beretta, uh, then Sakuraba, then Osprey Goto, Shoyo, Chucky e. T, and Jay White. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Some of these, they call them subgroups. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Tomohiro Ishii were a tag team from 12 and six to 16. Where they were they called in? Chaos Invincible. <laughs> um, and then Okada and Yoshihashi were Chaos Ride the Lightning. <laughs> Man, I want to have Dave, because uh, he's going to Money in the Bank, I want him to have a uh, sign that says Chaos Invincible. <laughs> hold that up. Nakamura and Yano in 2011 were Chaos Top Team. In 2012, Loki and Brian Kendrick, Kendrick were the Chaos World Warrior, World Wrestling Warriors. Oh, wow. Masato Tanaka, Jado Gato, and Yujiro were the complete players. Masato Tanaka? Yep. 
Wait, like Tanaka Tanaka? Yeah, they were a quartet known as the oh, Complete Players. Oh, my God. I would love to see Roaring Elbows. Yano and Izuku, and Yano used to carry him around with the leash. They were the <laughs> crazy Ichizoku, then obviously Forever Hooligans, Jado and Gato. Uh, Naito and Yujiro were No Limit. Davey and Romero were No Remorse Core. Punky 3K and then Punky Vice. Wow. So it was just kind of fun reading that. I, I found that earlier when we were in there. You know, it's not fun when you realize that two days later, as I was told on Sunday, that there was an event five minutes away from my house uh, at a uh, high school, a Catholic high school. Uh, let me read you oh, uh, God. the people on this card. We had Alberto Del Rio, Jack Swagger, Matt Seidel, James Ellsworth, Hornswoggle, Ricardo Rodriguez, Moose, DJZ, Chelsea Green, uh, Penta El Ciro Miota, El Hijo de Dos Caras, <laughs> and I'm Mexican guy, <laughs> El Hijo del Fantasma, and Ray Phoenix, uh, Tessa Blanchard, uh, and, and Nick Aldis. Yeah, it was a school principal that ran it as a fundraiser. But I, if I would have known, holy man. You, you could have watched Jack Swagger in his ugly green and white singlet he wore. That's fine. Hit Alberto Del Rio wrestling in a t-shirt with the cutest cookie sheet shots in the history <laughs> of mankind. Only to have I've been eating good, Ricardo Rodriguez run in the ring oh, and man. help Del Rio. But that would have been a fun mat, or a fun night. It was I, awful. I think. Was it? I watched it all on uh, Patreon. Mo- I watched most of the highlights of it. It didn't look cool at all. Really? It looked, it looked pretty bad. Man, I'll find the. I'll show you during the break these Jack Swagger cookie sheet shots that he was doing in Del Rio. Oh my god! It was. It was is it just because they know where they're at? Like, do you? Do, I mean, is it just because you don't? I think get... Del Rio doesn't care. Oh man! <laughs> you look at that lineup. You're like that's yeah, pretty. Yeah, the voice of wrestling guys actually interviewed the promoter. Really? And then they they were at the show and he was taking they were taking Patreon videos and stuff was some. Oh, Voices of Wrestling was at the show too. <laughs> yeah. It was something that was brutal. Wow. wow. <laughs> um. So I'll show you that. But let's go to the best of Super Juniors. The tournament begins what Wednesday is the sixteenth. The t- Thursday night, Friday morning, guys. Oh wow! So we're just a couple days away. Uh, the A block uh, consists of. Yoshinobu Kanamaru, Tiger Mask 4, Flip Gordon, ACH, Yo, Bushi, and the main event on Friday, Will Ospreay against Taiji Ishimori. Wow. Ishimori's got to beat him, right? Well, you bring him in. I mean, yeah. I mean, but then, I mean, the, he, Osprey doesn't need the win, obviously. No, because he doesn't defend. And, I mean, yeah, I think that's something where you, you right away, you, you make, you know, Ishimori you know, a viable threat for this mm-hmm. tournament and eventually, you know, for for the uh, the junior championship. B block, uh both both first nights are in Corkin. Uh B block we have Show and Dragon Lee, Desperado, Ryaskate Taguchi who's been getting some wins so they're building him up for the mm-hmm. tournament. Kushida and Chris Sabin are wrestling the nineteenth, which is You're excited for that. Yeah, match. I think that match yeah. is gonna be tremendous. Yeah. And then uh Hiromu and Marty Skrull are the event. That B block Hiromu, Skrull, Saban, Kushida, Taguchi, Desperado, Show, and Dragon Lee. There's nobody bad. There's nobody bad in that block. We get another Hiromu, Dragon Lee encounter, bro. May 25th. <laughs> May 25th in Osaka. Listen to this card on the 25th in Osaka. We get Marty Skrull and Chris Saban. We get Kushida, Taguchi. Okay. We get Show against Desperado, and I am loving Desperado. Yeah. And then Hiromu, Dragon Lee. 
<laughs> oh my God! Spoilment of riches. Everybody. That might be one of the best four match runs this year. I'm excited on the 22nd to see Kushida, Marty Squirrel, and uh, Hiromu and Desperado as well. Oh, I love Desperado. How many? How many front flip like? I, I don't know what's gonna happen in that match. It's just gonna be insane. Do you think they'll ever have a Super Junior match where they don't do flips? Saban and Kushida. Kushida. I was about to say. I guess, but, but Kushida's got to do something. Something like his cart will drop. But yeah. see, that's the thing. Those guys are such good workers. Does it, now, that move that he did against um, Osprey uh, a few weeks ago, the, the roll-up, and then he jumps on the apron to give him the DDT, yep. is that in his arsenal? Yep. Is that, okay, okay. He just does it in the middle of the ring, though. Okay. Because I was like... I've never seen that a horrible jump and DDT <laughs> off the apron. No. Here's the thing that I'm really excited for, too. June 3rd, um, the last night of the tournament, they're combining both shows together oh, for the last show. Nice. So instead of running, you know, the third and the fourth, mm-hmm. that night we get Skrull and Show, Dragon Lee and Desperado. That'll be tremendous. Wow, yeah. Taguchi Sabin, Kushida Horomu. Then we get Bushi and Kanemaru, ACH against Tiger Mask. We get Yo versus Ishimori, and then Osprey versus Flip Gordon. <laughs> Again, I'd rather watch this than what's on Monday. Look, Monday. I'll tell you this. Grandpa Tiger Mask is the only thing I don't care about. Oh, but ACH will make him look good. But I'll say this. Tiger Tiger Mask, as much as he's the one, like, out of out of all 16 guys, Tiger Mask is my least excited guy in the tournament. Hmm. But I'll tell you what. That old dude is going to slap the hell out of these young kids because he is old and disgruntled. <laughs> so he's going to be stiffing a lot of people because he knows he's going to be chopping. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. If he goes 0 and 7, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. You know, or if he goes 1 and 6, if he gets the Nagata route or the Kojima route or the Liger route, I'm not going to be shocked. You think he's going to he's going to put Taguchi over? Oh, uh, uh, no, because they're in different blocks. Oh, god, yeah, well, they're yeah, different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only way he's putting him over is that the I'm, I'm just more interested in the final. I'm just more intrigued. Man, if that happens, we're all in trouble. It's just a how many. I am not all in. How many dumbbells? <laughs> I was just thinking of the, the dumbbell match between uh, Ishimori and Yo, like a lift off. Oh my before. God. They're going to have like a sit up challenge. <laughs> They're going to do like a fitness test. <laughs> Dude, so, I mean. It, and, and let's look at that card. Will Osprey and Yo is the main event. But we get ACH and Kanemaru, uh, Taiji, Shimori, and Flip Gordon, <coughs> and Tiger Mask and Bucci. Yeah. Bucci. <coughs> there is so many good matches. So what we're saying, guys, is spend the real nine ninety nine. Yeah. And, and go to New Japan I mean, it's, it's, we're looking at two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen days. And then the final. So it's a, yeah. it's a two-week show. And it's gonna be it's gonna be over three weeks. Yeah. So if you go to Block A, who do you think is gonna win, and who do you want to win? Block A. Block A. Who I think should win. Out of that one, who I think should win should be Gordon. Mhm. But I think who will win will be Ishimori. I think Ishimori wins, and I think. I think that's who should win too. Yeah, I, and I was I was fighting with that, but I kind of wanted to give it. And the reason why I say Flip Gordon is is seeing him live and yeah. seeing him more in the in the last couple of uh, months. You know, kind of with uh, the Ring of Honor, with the Honor Club, and and uh, you know uh, the um, Spring Break. You know, kind of shows as yep. well. 
uh, where I'm just, uh, I'm a fan, you know, it, it definitely Dave Ritter. He was just, you know, Dave was just like that guy. Like you kept saying it on the drive. home was like, Flip Gordon really showed me something. Tonight. I'm going to go on a record and I'm going to say Flip Gordon is going to go two and five. Two and five. Okay. Oh, I wow. think, I think he loses to Osprey, Ishimori, Yo, uh, Bushi and Kanemaru. And I think he beats Tiger Mask and ACH. Hmm. Very interesting. Because New Japan doesn't have a reason to do true, it. And true. it's a good look, here you go. You just kinda come in. You know, maybe he beats Bushi. Is this too. his first Super Junior? Yeah, this okay. is his first tour. Oh, really? He I think he might have done or yeah, he did the um the honor rising show. Okay. Because okay. remember he got the victory in that three way and then yeah, he jobbed yeah. in the tag match. Yeah. So that could be Block B. Who do you see coming out, and who do you think should come Murderer's out? Murderer's Row, uh, God, I, I would say... Look at these guys in his block! I mean, and I said this, Chris Saban is going to be motivated, and he is going to be amazing in this tournament. I'm mm-hmm. just, I can see it. But I think the competitiveness will be that, that victory for him instead of wins and losses. I yeah. think that will be the thing to get his name back out there with you know people like us or anyone watching. I was like, oh, Saban is back, you yeah. know, finally. Ah, so... Good. I mean that that's the, kind of the feel good story I would say of the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, I, for for the fans out there. But uh, I, who should win? I mean, Hiromu for life. But who's going to win? If they don't do, I, I kind of see them running with one of the Rapungi 3K guys. Um, I, I like Show. I think he's a little bit more aggressive in the ring. Um, he was kind of going at it where you thought he was going to be, you know, in and out, you know, uh, Sunday against the Briscoes. Uh, but he was doing some impressive, impressive moves there. But I, I would say who's going to win will probably be the villain, Marty Squirrel. I think show is going to be the star out of the tag team. Okay. I think I'm with, I, I think he's going to be yeah. a superstar. I really do. He just, he has the look. Yes. Yo, Yohei Komatsu is fine, but he just seems awkward at times. <laughs> or his show just. Especially with those dance moves. <laughs> no, but show, yeah. He, like you said, he has the look, but he's just, just there. Like he's, and he's, he's big. present. And yeah, he's where again, I thought he <laughs> was murdered numerous times, but. <laughs> He just gets up and just he's like, I'm just gonna jump over the top turnbuckle now, not <laughs> off of it, over it, you know, or you know, I'm going to give you a suplex and hold you in the air for ten seconds, then br- bust it into a brain buster. Like it's it's crazy. I um, I want Hiroma to win. I think I think you need to get him back in the picture. But it's not bad for that that division to have that much crop of no. talent. I, I part of me says that's I why should, the cool off should happen. For I him. should be cheering for Chris Saban because I can't believe I called that. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the most lucky. Like if you Out of gave three me, people too. Yeah, if you would have <laughs> gave me odds. Yeah, the fact that I got Ishimori, I said ACH, yeah, yeah. and I said the machine gun. Yeah, I mean, you know. That that's my Kentucky Derby first, second, third million dollar pick. Um, but I'm going Hiromu. I kind of think Skrill wins, but I I'm riding Hiromu. Okay. I'm riding uh, Taiji Shimori against Hiromu Takahashi in the finals. And I, and I know you said you know it's so deep that's why you cool it. But if you look back by by last year at Dominion, mm-hmm. Hiromu lost the title, and he's done nothing since then. Yeah. Well, he lost Daryl, but... Yeah, I mean, but that was the extent of him. He was just a job guy with the cat. Mm -hmm. I think you got to bring him back. 
I, I yeah, I, I think character wise, it's it's not something that he needs. I mean, he he's a guy who doesn't need a belt, you know. Yeah. He, but it's it's something that like like you said, they kind of push him more into the forefront. And you know, Osprey hasn't fought him single since he's won the title, yeah. and he's one of the marksmen on there. So I mean, why not kind of have that be your 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 you know one of your matches in June? So who's your pick to win the who's winning this thing? I am going to go with uh, Taiji Ishimori. I'm going to agree with you. New guy, new Bone Soldier merch. Uh, he's, I mean, let's be real, an Adonis of a, of a human being. Um, and, and I'm excited, you know, watching a little YouTube, you know, best in 90 moves of this guy. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be Here's the one cool. thing, too, is Gato's very good at, at when we get a new guy, we showcase him right away. Yeah, yeah, that's you very know, we true. Don't, very we true. don't just, this guy's debuting and we do nothing with him. Mm-hmm. If they're bringing somebody in or doing something with somebody, they're going to push him to the moon and see if it works. You Agreed, know, yeah. Jay White, Rapungi. Which, it's it's going to work. So, But, you know, as as we both said, though, show that wouldn't be a bad, you yeah. know, kind of a wild card, if you will. Dark Horse. Uh, got about a at least a half hour left, but who knows how long this will go. We might only we might only get to two hours because we have a little bit of time, WWE. Um, we're going to briefly talk Ross SmackDown, I think, but ultimately our goal coming up after break here is we got to talk about what they need to do to fix this company oh. because this thing is going awry quickly and it's not entertaining. Arai Shirai. <laughs> yeah, I was saying the same thing. I was like, oh, can I type that with Io Shirai? Uh, Io Shirai. So, no, I'm with you, man. It just, but we're going to kind of just talk the state of WWE here. Uh, WrestleCast Radio. Be right back. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah! We got you covered. Yeah! From WWE, yeah! New Japan, yeah! Ring of Honor, yeah! Impact, Lucha yeah! Underground, yeah! All Japan, and yeah! more. We're talking yeah! the highs and lows in pro yeah! wrestling. Heck, yeah! we're even giving you people yeah! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yeah. talking the Bone Soldiers yeah. and Enzo Amoris. No. Sorry, Daniel. No. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, 
and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. What's it? Call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. I could name you no wrestlers from any of those organizations right now. Except maybe Shingo. Who'd be your first pick? Shingo's is the only one I know. Mine might be Falter. Oh, my, then I would do uh, Pierre. <laughs> somebody, Bring him in. Somebody, somebody tweeted to all in. They're like, uh, they're like, where's the announcement for at PCO? <laughs> PCO fighter. Nice. Or uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, you can vote well, for. He's um, in NXT now. <laughs> Welcome back to WrestleCast Radio. Uh, if you haven't, check out Facebook WrestleCast Radio. Minus five uh, stars. On the fantasy uh, fantasy cards, where uh, myself, Ryan, and uh, Derek Fury, aka Demetrius. Kind of, you know, we did a draft of wrestlers. Uh, you can check it out on the archives, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media um, or iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your awesome uh, podcasts. Especially We're on from the Player stuff. FM now. We are? I don't, I don't know how. Hooray, Player FM. <laughs> Thank you, Player FM. Uh, tune in, you know, Google Play, all that stuff. But we did a show, you know, a really awesome, fun one hour show. Uh, we, we drafted 20 wrestlers. Then we, you know, of course, did uh, a card with those wrestlers. Uh, we might be doing another one this uh, this Saturday night, so uh, stay tuned to the Facebook page again, uh, facebook.com forward slash strong style media or forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Temptress, get ready. We may do the women on Saturday. Oh, yeah, just because I know as we were laughing again coming in, because he was like, we could do everything that's not New Japan and E, and I was like, then I'm lost. Give me a, You have to give me a year of research. <laughs> I'm just getting in the ring of honor, for gosh sake. With sakes. the number one pick, I will take Kento Miyahara. <laughs> I will Mia take Kano. Kano <laughs> is tight. Kano, are you lost? Minnesota lost. Twin? I'm confused. No, that, that's, that was... A that Yankee? Was, Robinson Kano? Yeah, he just got suspended today, 80 games he's for PED. He's still playing? Yeah, he's on the Mariners oh, again. Oh, that's probably why he... <laughs> See the why he's still playing. Oh, um, man. No, uh... Um, Cano already lost the 
Pro Wrestling NOLA Global Honored Crown Championship. I was pissed. Uh oh. That might be other people mad too. <laughs> I Dempster said, I don't know enough of the wrestling um uh, I can't oh, say wow, that yeah. Of course he does. Yeah, you do Demtris. Just Chelsea Green all day. Yeah, just take uh take uh, uh Sumi Sakai. I'm again I, I I've been a huge proponent of hey, I think that E could have a show dedicated to all women. Um and of course outside of that universe you could definitely do a tournament of just women as as women of honor, you know, prove with their their well, tournament. I think what we would do is we would just do all Women in wrestling. Well, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Not mean, just even, yeah. You know, so you can do stardom. Because does Noah have? No. Okay. No. So essentially, stardom. Uh, of course, we have the E. We have TNA. Uh, and Ring of, of course, Honor. Ring of Honor. Progress. You have Shine Shimmer. Uh, you have Ice Ribbon. Oh my God! Could I get um, girls? Who's the uh, Who's the one I love from Australia? Piper Nevin. Yeah, you could get her. My God, she, she could she's, work anyone. That would be amazing. She's um Viper. Okay, Viper Nevin. But she, well, yeah, she's I, Viper. She'd be my main event. And she, um, um, her and Tony Storm again. I, I could watch that match all she's day. She's with Io Shirai in a Queen's Quest. Oh my God. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, go. We're gonna we're gonna post uh, pro wrestling for dummies. Stardom is gonna come out maybe yes. tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's uh, excellent show. I mean, it, it helped me out. It made me intrigued. Uh, get the the pen and paper ready, or your notes in your cellular phone, because uh, you'll want to jot down some names and jot down some matches. It's very awesome. Uh, uh, Takashi Sugiura is the current champion, Demetrius. Uh, he's the one I believe that the, he defeated. Uh, he defeated Kano. Kano had the belt for seventy nine days. Uh, he beat him March eleventh. About oh, that, Kano. <laughs> but it, I think it was just a test run for Kano because I think that's going to be their new ace. So, Ooh. or maybe he just wasn't drawn like Nakajima. I don't know. So, but we'll get into that. That so that may come down this Saturday. Uh, Demetrius, uh, I don't believe works Saturday night. I'll be out of work at like, I'll be home by eight. Yeah. So we can, you know, it might be nine ten o'clock show. We'll make we'll make something happen for you. Perfect. Fun. Perfect. But let's um let's really quick just go over Raw SmackDown and then let's talk the state of the E and what needs to happen. Um, SmackDown Live, there was nothing to see here. I don't know if you remember watching Whoa, it. Oh, really? The main events? You didn't like, huh? I went two and three quarters on it. Now, is it just because it was... I mean, they were given time. They were given, what, like 14 minutes, I would say? Yeah. 20-minute block it, with commercials? It's, just, it's, it's, once again, my problem with these shows is most of these matches start getting good, mm-hmm. and then you see the refs say something, and then somebody gets dumped to the floor, and we go to a commercial break. <laughs> and it just takes me all oh, out of the match. Yeah. yeah. That's why, you know, remember the that, like, two-hour match? Um, oh, on Raw? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gauntlet. Yeah, I was one of the people who didn't just rate it as one match, which I probably should, but I gave Cena Rollins' portion four stars. Yeah. Because it was tremendous. See, I think it should have been split because each match was obviously mm-hmm. different with competitors. But no, it. I, I now think I know it a fairly. lot of a lot of match sites and things like that are grading it as one match because technically it was one match. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe I'll skew it when it comes down to it. But I mean, Miz and Jeff Hardy. I want two stars. It was boring. Yeah, yeah. There was Jeff Hardy can't do any. He just can't move. He can't even get up to do the whisper in the wind. No. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And, you know, it obviously stems from, what, 
three decades of, of ref, four decades. I mean, because they were definitely doing it before they were 18. You know, that's the rumor, you know, that, you know, he's in the ring with Scott Hall. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for, I mean, when you're jumping off ladders, cells, chambers, all that stuff. The finish was cool. He caught her, you know, the swanton, and then he rolled him up yeah. out of the swanton. So I like the finish, but, and the match was like 20 minutes almost. It was like, you yeah. know, it was, it was almost three segments. Um, but the important thing that we get all of the, out of that, though, is The Miz. Yes, he's in the briefcase I mean, match. He, he kind of, you know, he, he carried, you know, kind of the match for what it was, um, you know, especially with Hardy. You know, who knows if he's you know, has a, a lingering injury, you know, kind of per se that they haven't really said anything yet. But, yeah, just something kind of seemed off. I don't think he was on any goofballs, um, you know, kind of like in the, the Impact Owl TNA wrestling days. But, um yeah, I mean, uh, again, the, the big story for me being The Miz. Yep. Maybe The Miz does win money at the bank. And he when he faces a Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, it's for the briefcase. Yeah, yeah, we'll steal that. Add goes. something, you know, that attraction. Uh, Charlotte defeats Peyton Royce to qualify for the briefcase match. I went two stars now, on that, too. Was this pre-eruption or this was definitely pre-teeth knockdown? Yes. But also she had to get surgery for... Um, yeah. What she was going to do after the European tour, I guess, because she doesn't want to miss the money you make from that tour. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I watched that video. She's like, I'm so sorry, I can't take a picture. I just got my teeth knocked out. The girl's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> she sounded like Victoria at uh, Unforgiven 2005 or whatever when she bumps off the apron. Oh, she, man. Trish Stratus runs her into the ring post, mm-hmm. and she goes to fall and bump on the apron. But she's going sideways, so as she falls to the apron, she misses it mm-hmm. and just keeps falling. And you can tell her body is not expecting it. And she starts grabbing for the air and just hits the ground. And as she stops, she lays there. She screams. Nothing comes out. And then you just see Victoria go, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my it, was, it looks painful. What, um, I mean, Charlotte. I mean, uh, again, everyone can say, what was the point of WrestleMania if her, you know, losing two nights after to someone that, that she can't even lead into a match, you know, a week ago, as we saw on SmackDown with uh, with Carmella. Um, with, with Charlotte, I mean, obviously it's pulling the trigger. She, she's uncomfortable, you know, kind of being the face of that SmackDown women's brand, which, let's be real, Becky Lynch, Naomi, those are the true, quote-unquote, faces Asuka. of that brand. Asuka. Obviously, as well, uh, but I mean Charlotte. I mean, it, once she get switches back, you know, into that that character mode, that that beast mode, if you will. I mean, do you think then um, it's something that we can, you know, finally say, okay, that's what it was all about, or do you think they're waiting for that, you know, what we're expecting at WrestleMania next year with Rousey? I'm gonna say something that's gonna really might piss you off because okay. I know the way that you've rated and and, and like. Praised and I have and other, everyone does. Yeah, Charlotte's overrated. Yeah, I it drives me nuts to say that the Carmella match was an eye opener for sure. And like I I and that's that's the that's the best way I can let it because I know I've joked with you like, man, you know I don't understand why that match sucked with you know Charlotte was in it. Yeah, there's no way it should have sucked that way. But then the Carmella match happens. You go, you know what? Maybe those matches suck because she can't lead a match. Oh. You know, I love Alexa Bliss. I think she has the best character almost on, in the company on the main roster, men or women, because she plays it so well. Yes. But she play, she she works to her competition. Mm-hmm. Her and Sasha are 
some of the best matches I've seen. Mm-hmm. Her and Oscar are tremendous. But when Sasha's wrestling somebody that's not an alpha like that, she's the same way as Charlotte. But the difference is everybody saw it and notices it. You know, Bliss and Bailey was terrible. Mm-hmm. But everyone kind of gave Charlotte the, the oh, it was her opponent was off. It's, it's a flare at Charlotte. And that, that Carmella thing literally was an eye-opener. I'm like, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I've, I've been... I have been putting the blame on her opponents when her matches suck, and that's the incorrect thing to do. And and I'll say something, too, that might peeve you off. Uh, I, I love Charlotte. I love Sasha. But when they're in the ring together, yes, they have been in some of the most historical uh, you know, matches that the WWE's had since its evolution. But I would say 30% of them are sloppy. Like, they feel rushed. I mean, there's botches galore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because they have, you know, they're like, okay, let's tear the roof down. And, you know, they kind of forget where they're at, you know, in certain moments. But it's been like that in NXT, and it was like that on Raw. I mean, when they had that tremendous feud in the fall of, what, two years ago in 2016, yeah. or, you know, when they had the Hell in the Cells and, and all that, uh, uh, the matches there, you know, I, I, I enjoyed them. But, again, I've always felt, off about them because they just again seem so rushed and Sasha would trip here and then Charlotte would trip here mm-hmm. or she would you know like you said she would have that deer in the headlights I was like what do I do you know and then they would try to improvise and it would just be like okay let's just go outside in the ring and kind of rethink yeah. the game plan here but like those matches again for, for what they've done their historical importance is go back and, and again a, a big portion of them you're like what? <laughs> the best one they had and it's the one the that I one? put over yeah yeah the, and you can tell from the beginning of that match that Sasha was leading that match mm-hmm. because the bumps that they were, that she was taking in the way the match was going, yeah. Sasha was leading that match and that was her best match. Yeah. I'm not putting all the blame on Charlotte for the sloppiness on the other ones. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not doing that. It's equal. And it was equal. I mean, for sure. Yeah. But the one that you could tell clearly that Sasha was leading was the best match they had. Yeah. And it was arguably one of the best matches that year hmm. because it was, Sasha was leading the match to into where the finish needed to be that she was going to do to win. Yes. And yeah. you could tell she it was, was guiding that them. story. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the most telling aspect of it all to me was it was slower. Mm-hmm. And because it was slower, they weren't screwing up mm-hmm. as much. And that's where, you know, you look at every time Charlotte throws a big boot, she doesn't even hit the person. No. She's just going ah! She's going 500 miles an hour. <laughs> and 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 I don't want to say sloppy or r- rushed, meaning again where Sasha's hitting the two knees and one knee connects and one knee's like facing the mm-hmm. other, you know, direction. Where again they're they're just like, all right, we know we can do this, and then just something, you know, one of them for not for uh, again. It, it, I'm not trying to demoralize, you know, kind of their their talent or what they do. But just those matches, I've always noticed something has always been off. And, and I'm not trying to bury Charlotte. I think Charlotte's good when she's on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I compared it to Bliss. I love Alexa yeah. Bliss. But there's certain situations when I know Bliss, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. I mean, the, the, the wrestlers, man or woman, you know, that we notice, you know, Randy Orton being an example, um, you know, we always say complacency. You know, do you think when you are stuck in that that mode, that character that you don't want to be, you just kind of have that whatever attitude? Um, I think Orton is just a different case. Okay. Because you know he's got he's one of the most 
tenured guys now. Let's, let's never forget this guy was in a high profile match at WrestleMania 20 mm-hmm. against The Rock and Foley. Yeah. You know, that was 14 <laughs> years ago. So he's kind of. Look at look at the scene at Triple H. But even Orton, though I'm not saying currently, but even four or five years ago, you know, yeah. where he was just in that state, like and I'm here. I think that's just his personality. Okay. You know, he just riding on talent. Yeah, I'm Randy <laughs> Orton. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell Charlotte's trying, but it just, I don't know, it's just something about it is just really telling. Like, yeah. You don't see Becky Lynch like, okay, I'm, now I say this, and Mandy Rose beat Becky Lynch on mm-hmm. SmackDown. It was like 30 seconds. I went to start, or one and a quarter. It was not. Oh, wow, you went one and a quarter? It didn't make You know, you don't have to give everything one star. Well, it's the only one star I gave that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the only one star I gave the entire week of WWE. <laughs> um, but, you know, but also, I. Why am I going to give something good to a match that was less than a minute long? Agreed. Agreed. When it was like, ah, oh, it got countered, and then he got rolled up, and it was over. <laughs> the hell am I going to – what am I – man, that was four and a half stars. That was Kushida Osprey, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, that was trash. Yeah. It'll get it off my television. Speaking of trash, what, why have they done that to Becky Lynch or, again, it's just this – I don't cool know. Down? I don't know. Like, she's the first draft pick. She's the first woman's champion on SmackDown. Why wouldn't they do the shakeup and move her to Raw then if, again, they just have her stagnant? Because then if she goes on Raw, what's she going to do? Rousey's there. That's fine. She, well, she would cha- yeah. If she's challenging Cyborg to a, yeah. to, to a pretty much a murder, yeah. um, she could challenge Ronda Rousey. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know why they, you know, they're just cooling her off. Naomi, the same thing. I, obviously, they're, they're been utilizing her with the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, a little bit more. Uh, but again, where's the wrestling? Well, here's where I look at with Becky, and she's working Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. So to me, this she's is getting them. Over. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's what I kind of see it as. And they framed it, you know, they, or they made it seem like a big deal, which it was. Yeah. I mean. It, it shocked me where I was like, wait, what? I rewound it. Like, what happened? Was, they're, they're still paying off the Charlotte Carmella thing, yeah. I think. Um, Cesaro beat Xavier Woods. I went two and a quarter. And then Russo beat Daniel Bryan. I went two and three quarters. Um, I'm so... Oh. Is it just because we've been teased like Rusev? I mean, now Why do I have to watch a segment where two grown men are opening a duffel bag full of pancakes? <laughs> And I still don't know what that's all. And about. then they're tipping him up and throwing him around like it's a comedy movie and flipping tables over because they're so mad about pancakes. Like I understand it's entertainment. I understand it's funny for the kids. <laughs> I get that. But from from a grown man who wants to watch wrestling, mm-hmm. I don't care about these guys having pancakes and then laughing at each other. <laughs> this is my gear bag. Hey man, you gotta you you have to appeal to the gluten free audience. Uh, but I mean, what's the difference with Dink? What's the you know? I mean, that was a different era of WWF, obviously, where it was more literal characters. Did you say written. Dink? Yeah, like the Dinks, the Mantars, you know, like you know, yeah. kind of all that stuff. There, I mean, it's it's they it's all playful. Out. It's the playful aspect, which, as we've you know, have seen, New Day kind of fizzling out there. You know, merchandise sales have definitely slowed down, and it sucks because right when they release a book. You know, kind of all that, too. By the way, I'm going to take that victory lap as much as I possibly yeah. can. Because that was one that I got a lot of feedback on that I was crazy. But it's, uh, and, and every team, 
kind of has that. But now it's just what do they do outside of it? Push that? Big E to the freaking well, yeah. moon. He was your NXT champ that was over, like, where I was just like, the find this thing guy. I got to awesome. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I got to somehow watch NXT on my computer each week because who is this Big E everyone's talking about, you know? Um, so that was SmackDown. Let's let's go to Raw. Let's knock out Raw quick, and then let's oh, break man. down this. Um, Raw wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Um, I went two and a half stars. Braun beats Kevin Owens to get in the briefcase. Yes. Fine. Um, Revival and um, who's BC? Who the hell was with? Oh, Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin yeah. uh, defeat Titus Worldwide and No Way Jose. I went two stars. Why, why wouldn't you give that like a one star? Because I think the, I, I like the Revival's tag work on Apollo Crews. Okay. <laughs> so that warrants the. I thought that would just warrant a star out the bat there. Uh, Jinder Mahal defeats Chad Gable. I went two and a half. What'd you think of the uh, the three way women's match? I was gonna get to that. I was gonna okay. get to okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, look, I I love I love the squash, but it, it wasn't a great match. Uh, Ziggler and McIntyre defeat Slater and Rhino. I went two stars, yeah. but I enjoyed it. But yeah. it was it wasn't a good match. No, but I love these two as a team. You're, you like what they're setting up for yep. this team, yes. And and that's one thing I'll say too. Just because I gave it two stars doesn't mean I didn't like it. It just it wasn't that good. Correct. Yeah. So, um, Bobby Roode over Elias. I went two and a quarter. I'm over this feud. <laughs> I've been over this since backlash with the 20 minute segment. <laughs> I think a lot of people are, are kind of souring on on both of these gentlemen. Um, and you know, like I said, I love Bobby Roode. I love him in TNA, but I I said he's gonna fizzle out quick mm-hmm. because it's just beer I mean, money. Uh, Rollins over Mojo. I went three stars. Yeah, this Seth Rollins is he's right there with with Minoru Suzuki as the MVP of this year that you didn't expect. He's making a lot of people look good, including one of Mojo Rowley. Yeah. Wow, my God, I I was not expecting. Now that. I will say for the Raw, I didn't watch Raw yet, but I heard that Owens answered the the open challenge. I wish they would have done Rollins against Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah, because last time in the UK day. they had Pete Dunne come out and beat up Enzo, which yeah, is great. Yeah. Um. Finn Balor beats Rowan Reigns and Sami Zayn. I went two and a half. Perfectly acceptable main event. Nothing great. Was it? No. Um, <laughs> but Ember Moon defeats Sasha Banks and Ruby Riot. Alex, I went three and three quarters on this match. Hmm. I almost gave this four stars. This was good. I thought this was one of the best Raw matches of the year. I don't know what I don't know what it was about it because like Demetrius watched Ruby Riot. And he's like, all right, that was cool. And I'm like, that was cool. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just, I loved it. And it pisses me off that the fans turn around and they're paying attention to some guy getting arrested or whatever. Because we see, uh, you know, Ember Moon does a dive on Ruby Riot. Sasha does something where she comes off with a flip onto the whole group. Mm -hmm. Moon with a dive. Naya, or, um, um, or, yeah, then Ember comes out with a dive. I mean, it was Awesome. Not as awesome as the finish, of course, which again, out of nowhere, was like I, I did a pop off the couch. I was like, whoa! And, and like, but what I liked about it, and I, well, sorry, cutting you off. What I loved about it, Sasha wasn't in it fully, but she still was leading that match. Mm-hmm. She was telling them where to go, how to spot up, and and again, she wasn't physically throughout the match where you know it kind of gave Ruby riots. 
which I thought was I, I thought she was a She's highlight. Uh, but Ember, I mean, the the two rookies, if you will, uh, proved that that they should be on Monday nights. And Ember Moon, my God, that <laughs> that eclipse was was bonkers. And kudos. So one of Demetrius's reasons he didn't like it, he said the Riot Squad wasn't needed. I I agree with that, but I also I also don't because it's a heel faction. Exactly. You had him get involved. You got Bailey out there to play off the Sasha Bailey thing, mm-hmm. and Bailey gave the all right, go get him. Yep. And then the finish didn't immediately happen. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it in the midst of pl- building a planting another seed for Sasha and Bailey, yeah. the match won another five minutes and it didn't affect the finish. Mm-hmm. So it didn't bother me that they interfered. Correct. Yeah. And it it actually built to it because then it looked like oh well, Riot's going to cut her off and win. Wait a minute, Sasha just oh no wait Sasha did hit the you know hit the face yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden they got back up and did it again and then all of a sudden the, the Ember Moon comes out I mean it was it was so good and and with what you said about the Sasha Banks thing mm-hmm. what I really like about the situation is she knew she was in there with two people who probably wrestled longer than she has hmm. and went in there and maybe not Ember Moon but I think I think Heidi Lovelace was wrestling before she was Mercedes okay. KV or whatever. I, I think I, I'll look it up, but regardless, it was, it was one of those things where all right, here's where we're going and everybody knew how to do everything. And it was tremendous. Mm-hmm. This match was top to bottom action. It was action. Go, go, go. And nothing got screwed up. Nothing looked bad. Everything made sense. I, I am a huge fan of, of Ruby Riot. Yeah, she's, she's tremendous. Yeah, she she definitely knows her way around the the ring there. I mean, it's these three. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them in in a match down the line. Uh, both kind of getting their start at the same time, 2010. Okay, so because I knew she had been around for a while, so it was one of those things. Yeah, what is it? Does it have her debut yet? Just as 2010, yeah. And then Sasha Banks and Chaotic Wrestling 2000. Yeah, so it was one of those things where like I knew they had started around the same time. Yeah, yeah, but. It, it, everything worked in this match to me. And she's also cousins with Daz Dillinger. That's awesome. What? Oh, because it's new. Yeah. yeah. So that was the bright spot about the E for me was that match was tremendous. Brings me to what we said earlier when, you know, we mentioned, you know, you talked about how sloppy Charlotte and Sasha some of their matches were. Yeah. And were and my my counter was the one time you could tell Sasha led the match, it was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Look at what Sasha did in this match and look what Charlotte did in her match the night before a backlash. <laughs> and tell me the difference. Uh one was a, a respectable <laughs> match. It was just like say and, and I say that too where if you want to go, well, she was wrestling Carmella, so it's different. Okay. Take any Charlotte Ruby Riot match and tell me who is as good as that. Even without Ember Moon in it, mm-hmm. it would have been it was God, it would have been it was, good. It was yeah. Such a good match. And this once again says to me, why is Sasha Banks not getting pushed? Why is Becky Lynch not getting pushed? Because Sasha doesn't need a belt. Sasha Sasha. I think Becky Lynch is kind of in that algorithm too, where you know, you have the four horse women and you know, Bailey, you know, she's I think she needs this to her character, her, her and Sasha Banks, this little rivalry, which I think has been good, you know, kind of in the background for, what, six months now, five months. Um, so I think it's something that, that, you know, I think they're they're doing it smart in a way, getting anybody else spotlighted. Yeah. 
And you know, Sasha and Bailey to me is is they're utilizing their leadership, if and you will. I just you know, I want them to get their blow off match, but I don't want this to turn into Owens and Zane. Okay. Where two years from now they can't get separated. For the last time. Because the problem once again with the WWE aspect with these long general feuds is when they're on T V every week, you can't build these feuds out. Mm-hmm. You know? It's 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 all right, I've seen Balor wrestle Rollins five times in two months. <laughs> you know, Okada and Omega have wrestled three times in 18 months. Yeah. You know, it's just, and people wonder, well, why do you like that more than that? Because I don't see it every day. Yeah. So that's why you got to separate these people at some of these times. Yeah, the the, the layoff, for sure, the, the time where, you know, of course, like we were saying, New Japan has 14 days of, of wrestling, you know, within that time frame. Which, you know, then I was thinking, I was like, well, we always say, but it's not a weekly thing. Yeah, and everyone's like, well, but we saw, you know, Rapungi 3K wrestle Taka and Taichi seven times, yeah. but they're all, they're not one versus one tag matches. Yeah. There's, it's always three man or six man, eight man, ten man tag. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I understand they are wrestling each other all the time, but we're not getting the definitive one versus one, mm-hmm. where then those matches mean something. You know that is true. That is true. So let's let's look at this this WWE product. You know, you mentioned the the Roman Reigns, the the crowd leaving. We wanted to bring it yeah. in now. Uh, Hell, me. the crowd leaves. Uh, you know, people are just you know kind of over the Roman Reigns authority kind of angle. Um, and, and massive boos, you know, kind of Monday on uh, Monday night there. The, you know, the, as well. the crowd, you know, he beats Samoa Joe at Backlash, and the crowd begins, they begin to pan the crowd, you know, as people are cheering. Yeah. And you're seeing kids with their families just walking away. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's finally over. <laughs> like, it's bedtime. So here, here's, here's something that I want to say is crazy. And I don't remember if we talked about this last week, and if we did, I apologize. But are they doing this on purpose? Do they go, hey, Joe? Go work ten minutes of headlocks and 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 try to try try to lose your heat so we can make Roman look better. No, because I I think and I hope they do. They, they someone has to be smart back there to realize we're we're too smart for that. We were going to chant Samoa Joe regardless because well they of, did it the intro and then by the yeah. end of it they didn't care I mean they were, yeah they were chanting for beach ball but I think it 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 hurts you know kind of the product not those two guys it just hurts the credibility you know if if that is something that they did um, you know with Roman Reigns it, it's baffling that he's still a, a focal point this is definitely a time where someone could utilize a cool off you know more more so than anyone. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I hope not. I mean, it, it, I guess it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that is something that happened or, you know, maybe Joe even brought it up, you know, since, you know, he's probably, hey, a good should company I try man. to lose so yeah. light? Like, oh my God. Like, okay, let's, let's take it, let's take this guy as an example. There's, you know, we all saw Stone Cold Steve Austin said, you know, he had advice for three talents. It was like Nakamura and I can't remember the other two guys. Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun and somebody else. If Stone Cold or The Rock was Roman Reigns right now, with the way that the that, that the Roman Reigns' character is going, mm-hmm. they would get over. And the reason I say they'd get over is, you mean to tell me that Roman Reigns doesn't have a leg to stand on in the back? That if, if they go, all right, here's the match, 
You mean to tell me Roman Reigns can't go? Screw that. We're not doing that. We're going out there and doing this, and we're going to give him a match. I would say a, a big problem with him, too, is he the lack of improv, improvisation that he can do to the audience. He doesn't react to what the audience is giving them, where, as we say countless times with an Okada match, he knows which which way to go just by the audience reaction. So if reaction. you're Roman Reigns, why wouldn't you go, hey, Joe, take this match over. The, we need to do something different. Because, again, he doesn't, you he's know, not he's, not, he does, he's not afraid, or he's afraid to make that he's call. He's not a leader. You know, I was trying to say, you know, a company man, per se, because he probably feels very fortunate to be in that spot <laughs> with the money that he's making. I just, I mean, but even when he's quote-unquote unleashed, it's laughable because he's just some punk of the guy that you see at the outside of a, a convenience store talking trash to people that walk in like, hey, I'll take you on. Or, you know, if you don't give them a cigarette or something yeah. like that, you know, just calling everyone a female dog, you know, because that's your big comeback where it's just like, dude, you're lame. And I think that's what has affected him, too, is, again, he can't go on the fly, whether There's it's no Mike or in the ring. That this guy can't go up there and go, I'm not doing this. It's it's Cena mode because Cena, you know, for a while, the five moves of doom where, you know, we knew what was coming up. It's a carbon copy of the same thing. It's your Hogan's. It's your Red Hearts. It's your... Don't you think Cena's heat was different than Roman's heat? It's very similar. Cena was getting was getting the Cena sucks from 25 and older males mm-hmm. and got cheered by kids and women. Yeah. But did anybody ever leave the building during a Cena match? No. They stayed to boo him and watch him lose. Mm-hmm. The crowd for Roman are just like, eh, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, Cena was just getting... There's no personality. Eat. Where Cena has a personality where you... Again, the twenty the the people like us that would boo Cena is you know you still have the respect for what he does, but again you're booing him for the predicament that the company is putting I, him in. I just I can't the fathom that the main event of a pay per view, Roman Reigns didn't have any problem laying there for well, twenty minutes in headlocks. Yeah. Again, I think he was just following orders. I, I you know, like you said, he he should have a leg to stand on, but I think he's just would kind of Seth Rollins have done that. He's Kevin Nashing the situation. Seth Rollins, no, he would have said he's a way that. different worker. He well, he has that indie, but not even not even a worker in him though. Not even a worker though aspect of it. Where I'm going is, all right, he got the same match outline from the Road Dog or whoever the hell yeah. was the agent, and he goes in there with Joe and does this match. You mean to tell me Rome, or Seth Rollins isn't going, Joe, we're not doing this. Let's give the crowd something to cheer for. And they just start calling it on the fly yeah. and do what they want. But, again, they're calling it on the fly. Roman Reigns doesn't have that aspect per No, se. but Joe does. Joe could do it. Correct. But, Roman again, Reigns is going to be the one that cowers down and says, I'm not going to do this. That's the problem. And that's, again, that's yeah. where the problem is. But, if, again, does that attribute to them wrestling in front of 50 people to then 10,000 to where Roman Reigns, yeah, he was in NXT, this and that, but he's already a part of the machine. He didn't experience that road. I think that's a test, too, where Roman Reigns, to me, solidified that he is not an alpha. Because he does not have the balls to go out there yeah. and say, look, this sucks. Because, look, I understand, you know, we, we say it, but in all reality, Roman Reigns can call a match. The dude's had enough matches. I, I know he can call a match. Mm-hmm. He's had good matches. Yeah, he has. But 
he gets put in a situation to have a great match. The match starts well, and he lays a goose egg. He has the ability, because he ain't going to get fired. No. If he went out there and started calling it with Joe and they changed everything they wanted to do, he ain't getting fired. But he, but he doesn't do it. Hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't, there's no drive to have these matches. There you go. I mean, the the, the drive aspect. It, and it's not even lazy. It's just he's like, all right, let's just go out there. And, I, you know, and who knows? Maybe the time of these shows is, plays a factor. They know going in the crowd isn't going to be into it. But, again, the challenge of getting the crowd When over. Chris Jericho or Edge, two guys of yesteryear, went out there and had that match, and when the crowd started booing it, they would have said, no, we'll take our verbal lashing, but let's fix yeah. this. Drive, that's why. And he doesn't have that. And and meanwhile, as our intro states, because I didn't get it changed, Braun Strowman needs to be pushed mm-hmm. because they are running out of time. Yeah. Because sooner or later, all this moving him to the side and just kind of going, eh, we'll just, he can do, you know, we'll have him do this. Or he's not going to win, but he'll look good, blah, 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 blah. Pretty soon it's going to come to the point where the crowd just stops caring. Yeah. And when the crowd stops caring and they miss the window, then they're going to be mad. You guys wanted Braun. We gave you Braun, and now you don't care. No, we did care. We just got sick of waiting. Yeah. We we cared, you know, at the Rumble. We cared at, you know, a WrestleMania. We cared last fall when he should have, you know, (laughs) in that that ambulance match. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just something, you know, and, and kudos to Reigns for, you know, kind of putting someone over like that. That shows the leadership that someone that should be a quote-unquote ring general should be, you know, having in a match with Joe. But, uh, again, it, it just seems like something backstage, something politics-wise where he doesn't he, shoot Yes, sir, Mr. McMahon. I mean, when you're on thin ice like that guy, though, I mean, how many, you know, times has he been pinched, you know, that we don't know about, you know, for something for him to still be in that spotlight? And, and I mean, so when, when – and, and this – You've got to follow orders until, you know, because they could just say, okay, go back to Mary Catholic never, High School. They'll never do it. Because this is Vince's last thing he's ever going to have. The last, think about it. Vince's Vince's maybe got a few more years in the company, but we've Did already tripped to bring in the shield, though. But but Vince is the one who is Ooh, yeah obsessed with Roman. He's he's ruining his talent to try to make him a star. If he's I eventually, the if oh. I get rid of all these guys and make them all look bad, somebody's going to have to cheer Roman. Yeah. I guarantee that's his mindset, and it doesn't work. That's why he can't get over, and he doesn't have the ability to get himself over. Mm-hmm. That's you know, Shawn Michaels would have never went out there and done that. No, he would have called it differently right away, or he would have overselled that chin lock. Yeah, they just <laughs> laid there, and then Joe was like, "All right, yeah, I'm just like, laying here. I'm getting and, buried." And I'll kind of give a little poo poo to Joe. Joe should have done more. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but these guys aren't going to get fired. It's just. What happened to the days of back in the day when these guys went out there and said, that's stupid. I'm going to do this. Let's make this work. Triple H, of all people, should have should have stood up for this main event because he's a guy who went out there and just said, no, nah, we're not he's doing that. company, man. He's rebelling, though, by putting on NXT and 205. Yeah. So, again, he's he's skating on a thin line. And, you know, again, obviously he's not. But, you know, kind of what he's doing low-key over the last six years you know, people can, you know, dump on him all you want, but you should be more like, hey, thanks, Trips, for bringing in Kevin Owens, your mm-hmm. Finn Balors, and so on, and so your Oscars, um, your Hideo Atamis, 
but um, but it's it's something where again he he's probably not going to overreach where he's good right now because mm-hmm. he's building more of a different future of what professional wrestling is at the current market level, not your Roman Reigns's. And then and then the other thing that bothers me too about this whole situation why it's not That's working. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, the kid likes mm-hmm. to wave his hand on that nutcase. Is now Vince is well. Let's have Braun tag with them. And then since the people like Braun, maybe that'll make them like Roman. And so Braun comes out with Lashley and saves Roman Reigns from the beatdown. And Roman, like, yeah, gives him a nod and a smirk. This blo- this this drives me more nuts than anything. <laughs> you, you mean to tell me that you think the fans are so stupid that you're going to have them kind of knuckle pound or whatever, yet three months ago he tried to kill him? Uh, do, do they forget that how how do you if if you're a booker how do you rightfully say and how does Roman not go hey man I don't know if that's a good idea for me to do that because that guy just tried to commit a homicide mm-hmm. on me months ago <laughs> like he physically tried to kill me and you're gonna have us like hey cool man hey cool yeah <laughs> hey you remember <laughs> yeah it's like you were saying, you know, kind of the, the throwback, the the old school guys, if you will. I mean, Strowman, again, the the cookie cutter, you know, I'm I'm for everyone's type of thing is, is something that will kill him. Oh, Roman he's Reigns, so jolly and happy now. In the, in the gray state that we are in professional wrestling, um, I think Vince McMahon just got to realize when The Rock can't even put you, when your own blood can't even put you over, that's when he should have realized that two years ago, like, oh, we got to figure something else yeah. out. And the rock, and, and the him yeah, pushing, pushing, yeah. I mean, he got Jumanji, a movie that only made initially the first weekend fifty million dollars. Uh, it was competing against Star Wars, which then grossed upon domestically well over four hundred, five hundred million dollars by opening to very low fifty million. So yeah, the rock can't get anything over. Unfortunately, not his cousin. Uh, but do you think the fans are just too stubborn? On that, whereas, like we say, Cena would always get booed. You suck, Kurt Angle, but it was a a, a thing of admiration. Yeah, like for the, them, the Roman thing just feels different. It just feels like, okay, like now they're trying to make him Daniel Bryan. The oh, authority sure. keeps screwing me. I keep getting screwed over. It's comical now that they're still going with that line. Where uh, again, the the right thing is. You flip the script and you have him, you know, have him take out a Seth Rollins, you know, with him being the the hottest guy on both brands right now. That's not AJ Styles when he's not getting kicked. Um, That's something that, you know, you you have him or maybe you have him cause Seth Rollins to lose that. Here's here's a here's a here's a theory um, that I heard um, is. Why not have Roman win the briefcase? Mm-hmm. Have Seth Rollins have Brock Lesnar beat, and Roman returns the favor to Rollins. Okay. That Rollins did to Lesnar. That would get massive heat. I mean, it's not going to get the and, cheers, but that's a character. And then that, he uh, wins the title. Yeah. There you go. And then he could just play it off as a tweener, and you let everyone boo him. Mm-hmm. That would be a way to, to finally get the title on him and, and business as usual. Yeah, it's not going to make a difference either way. It'll be an exciting moment for sure. Um, it's frustrating. 
it's and I think a lot of it too is this brand split. I mean, where you know the AJ Styles Nakamura thing, something we've been clamoring for for you know since both of these guys were on the same brand, you know, draft or whatever. Um, but it's just it's been so pointless and. When your best match is a, a, a double knockout to the uh, to the groin area, the like Rochambeau, where they both, ooh, yeah. And and to be fair, as much as I did kind of bash it, thinking about it, I liked the way that the greatest Royal Rumble match ended. Yeah, where it was just a violent fight mm-hmm. and it was separated. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, fine. But come on, man. Why? Like I said to you before we got on the air, how long till Shinsuke or till Styles is wearing the cup? Like, like, should, should have worn it after the first day, bro. You, you mean to tell me that he's not smart enough to remember that to do that? Like, Man. and that makes you think it's gonna we're gonna get this to SummerSlam, and then he's gonna finally have it. Shinsuke punches it, hurts his hurts his hand, or he kicks it, or he kicks it, and hurts like, his leg oh. and puts him in a cap killer. Yeah. Either way, it's gonna. I mean, but again, won't that turn the fans against that? I mean, they're already turning against that product. Those two guys. Here, here's the problem too with that is they've had three matches in a month now, mm-hmm. and it's not worked. It, they only had to have one in New Japan, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked, yeah. Because you had one, and you ended it. Now they just keep doing it. They just keep doing it. They just mm-hmm. keep doing it. And it didn't help when the first match was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. The second match was, ah. And then when the third match, which to me should have been the blow-off at Backlash, yep. was really picking up, now they're going to wrestle up Money in the Bank. And they're I, okay. Supposedly, from what it said, is they're going to wrestle today, and then the winner gets to pick the stipulation for Money in the Bank. Oh my, so we're going to get five yes, matches since since April. Like what that's, is this WCW that's Impact Wrestling? This is the problem. Is, is Russo booking this? Uh, I'm telling you, if Money in the Bank sucks. I'm gonna t- I'm not gonna watch the SummerSlam and see what happens. It can't it can't suck? Well, NXT is going to blow out of the water regardless. Um, even some of those matches, I'm like, eh, Alistair but you know, Black against Lars Sullivan yeah. for the title. Be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be. We'll see if Alistair Black is is ready or not. But um, it's a, it's it's an interesting time in the E. I mean, you know, as we read earlier, they don't really, you know, the the all in success means nothing to them. It's not even a blip on their radar. Um, but I mean, do you think secretly they are, you know, not cowering, I, but it's something where it's like, okay, we gotta rethink. I think or, if if I think between watching your fans walk out during your main event of Backlash mm-hmm. to then how fast this sold out, and now it's leaked on the internet that all they did were talking about negative things towards this, mm-hmm. that to me wouldn't have been leaked if they didn't want to make it look like not, not a big deal. Hmm. So Strowman's winning the briefcase, and Strowman will, will win the title? Uh, I don't know, man. Because it so, it's Lesnar, obviously, SummerSlam. Who who do you have as his opponent? Well, I guess Lesnar's wrestling in July. So is Strowman cashing it in in July, thus, you know, him and... Well, by waiting till July, he'll have passed Punk. Oh, yeah, that's right. The whole 400-plus day gimmick. I don't know. It's it's it's. I think it's just too convoluted as well where I, I can watch the women matches all day as we you know have been praising them over the last you know course of the show 
um, with that talent. But, you know, you have your tag teams, you have your mid-carters who are, you know, doing pretty good stuff. But, yeah, when your main eventers are just just trash, you know, where it's just week in and week out, my eyes are open. I, you know, I don't know if I'll go along on your route and, and not watch just because it's something that, you know, is still enjoyable to fast forward. I don't know if I'll be able to um, not watch. But I think if if we get another month of this, of tough, this trash, yeah. I think we both need to Reassess. not give WWE more time than we would give. Like, like kind of like when I asked you last week, yeah. did you watch the entire Raw and did you just skim and watch two matches in New Japan? <laughs> and you said, I only watched a couple New Japan matches. Yeah. We, we we're we're sitting here bitching about it, but we'll be the first to give them three or five hours a week of our New time. Japan radio. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like we praise New Japan and then don't watch it. Yeah, guys. I mean, this show. I mean, who knows? Within a few months, uh, could just be called Outside the Universe. <laughs> like we we need to, we need. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's get. We need to give this Champions Carnival oh, uh, its deservance. Like I'm gonna make make a goal to try to watch one night of the matches every night because it's only four minutes. I looked at it the third night of the show, which I only watched the first two nights. I don't was like it like 14. 18 nights? Uh, I think it was, let's see, it's, I think it's 15. 15, okay. Because um, it's eight guys in each block. So seven matches each and then the main event. Yeah. But like night three, if you start at the, just to watch the four tournament matches, mm-hmm. it was only an hour long. Okay. So they're quick watches. Yeah. So I'm going to try to see how far I can get this week. Maybe talk about it next week. And I want to pick up. I'm going to pick up Stardom because now's the perfect time to get into it. Um, yeah, definitely check out Pro Wrestling for Dummies, uh, BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media in the next uh, day or so because yeah. uh, it's great. Uh, again, I, I was just like, ooh, you know, jotting notes down and ooh, this could be interesting. This could be fun to watch, you know, and just. The, the the talent that they have um, is, doesn't even scratch the surface. Uh, just showing again, women's wrestling is kind of more more uh, entertaining and, and viable to, for your time uh, than than kind of what the WWE yeah, year has. I, I'd rather go watch Tony Storm against Piper Niven or Viper. Oh my God! Yeah. Or Io Shirai oh. against Viper than watch Carmella and Charlotte again. Yeah. Or Carmella versus any. <laughs> we get the party tonight. Mella is money. <laughs> Guys, we're out of time here, I think. I think we've we've kind of exercised their demons. Yeah. We'll be back next week with some more fun. I may have a guest next week I'm working on. We'll see what happens. If not, we'll have we'll have our review of the first couple nights of the Super Juniors. We'll get about three shows of the Super Junior next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I will definitely be watching watching those. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk that, bring up the tournament news and rumors. We'll kind of see how the UK Raw and SmackDown play out as well. Uh, we'll have some more, more fun, maybe some more all-in talk as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow night, what you got going, Pop Cultures? Uh, I saw an awesome little uh, revenge movie entitled Revenge, a uh, French uh, kind of midnight movie. Um, awesome, awesome film. I believe it should be on iTunes, uh, but I was able to check it out on the big screen out here uh, in Minnesota. So uh, we'll talk that. I believe uh, Half Pint also will be checking out A Quiet Place. So uh, kind of a back-to-back horror Reviews kind of uh, give the uh, box office beatdown, see if the Avengers are still cruising, give a little Deadpool 2, uh, yeah. you know, kind of uh, chat before the, uh, the big events. You got yours before me, that's crazy. And uh, kind of uh, the musical mantra, just the week in pop culture, check it out. Wednesday, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Uh, next, next Monday as well, we'll continue with our 
NFL team previews. Also, we'll see how our bets have done. We've started a five thousand dollar bet line. It's fake money. Really? You have to bet five. You have to bet at least two fifty a week. We're going to see who can still have money by the end of the year. <laughs> so I have five hundred on LeBron going to the Lakers. I got plus three seventy five on that, and then I took I put two fifty on the Warriors, who are a plus two. Uh, tomorrow night against okay. the Rockets. So as long as they lose by one point or win, I win my bet. <laughs> so we're going to just kind of – we, we, I, I propose that with the legalized betting. Nice, so. nice. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. But we will catch you guys uh, next week yeah. on my end. Uh, catch Alex tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the week if uh, any other shows happen. And uh, be on the lookout. Pro Wrestling for Dummies, the first episode, the Stardom Edition. Little little goofy audio just do some hiccups first episode, but that'll be out in the next 24 hours or so. Thank you for listening. Peace out.